Hello, everyone. My name is Hannah White, and I am the host of 1801 Live. And my name is Lyric Swinson, and I am the host of The Patchwork Feminist. Together, we partnered in order to host a 24-hour podcast-a-thon to raise money for the COVID-19 Relief Fund. While we were raising money for our fellow Gamecocks, we had help from a lot of special guests to help us raise $3,575.22. Guests included WLTX news anchor Darcy Strickland, Mayor of Columbia Steve Benjamin, Gamecock women's basketball head coach Don Staley, former Gamecock football quarterback Perry Orff, former USC student body president Jotaka Eady, Incoming U of SC Provost, Dr. William Tate. Student Body President, Izzy Rushton. Some of our very own University Ambassadors. Associate Vice President of Student Life, Dr. Anna Edwards. Current Speaker of the Student Senate, J.D. Jacobus. And Student Body Treasurer, Caden Askew. U of SC President, Bob Castlin. Vice President of Student Affairs, Dr. Dennis Pruitt. SC Political Strategist and Gamecock Alumni, Corey Alpert, Lauren Harper, and Taylor Wright, in addition to the Helensky family, including Kim, Mark, and Ryan, representing the Helensky's Hope Foundation, as well as Shannon Henry, Jordan Dinsmore, and Olivia Hastler, representing SASCO, and several domestic violence prevention initiatives. You can listen to us talk to a bunch of these guests uh, via the Patchwork Feminist, or 1801 Live, which is available on all platforms, including Apple, Google Playlist, and Spotify. Thank you so much to Garnet Media Group for making all of this possible, and enjoy listening to what was 24 hours of a lot of fun, a lot of information, and a lot of service to our fellow Gamecocks, forever to be. Go Gamecocks. you in 40 years i know i feel like i literally haven't seen you guys in forever how are y'all doing so long i know it's because i haven't been able to go to the hairdresser my roots are getting dark too it's, are you trying to keep yeah. it long um we're gonna see when the next time i can go to our hairdresser is and then we'll figure that one out yeah. maybe it'll be a look uh, you know what a new look is always it's always cool Izzy, I was I was going to bat for you. They were attacking. So like two hours ago, we had the campaign managers, and now our chief of staff and Parker was on, and they were just attacking us about the whole campaign. So I had what to. What were they saying? They were like, we were a lot to deal with. They were like, uh, we were a lot to deal with, and yeah, and I was just like, no, y'all can't. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm alone versus three. Well, then it was four because Lyric was saying stuff too. I was like, it's a four against one. I'm gonna need Lyric. I mean, I'm gonna need uh, Izzy to be in here before we can even have a conversation. Y'all are lucky. My power went out in the middle of that conversation because oh. I was literally like mid-story, letting it rip about that night um, of the candidates meeting. Um, in my power, I won't talk about it. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it in the journalism school. Yeah, that night was rough. 
we've been, yeah. we've been through a lot. Um, but Izzy, uh, last time you were on the podcast, I actually got cut kind of short. Um, so this yeah. is the first time on the podcast officially as student body president. Um, a lot of people don't, you have been governing from Australia. Right. So what has that experience been like for you? I, I mean, like, there's always something going on. <laughs> um, yeah, I know your sleep schedule is Right. Uh, right. So just yeah. something for you. So, okay. First thing I want to say is I think it's kind of rather ironic that I'm the first international student body president and I'm now the student body president from Australia. I think that there's a little bit of irony in that. And every time I think about it, I chuckle to myself. Um, but it's definitely been different. Um, for instance, I just woke up before this, so good morning to you guys, um, <laughs> because I started meetings last night at midnight, actually sooner than that. I started at 10 p.m. my time, um, and then I had meetings right through until 7 a.m., so mm-hmm. my sleep schedule is completely messed up. I am pretty much awake in the middle of the night, and then I go to sleep in the middle of the day. But, you know, it's one of those things that it's so hard to sleep in the middle of the day because you want to be, like, up and doing things or, um, you know, I have homework. And so just not really sleeping a lot. But that's okay. So yeah, I know we just talked earlier, but, I mean, tell me there's too much information. But how was your first presentation in front of the Board of Trustees? It went really well. Yeah, I was excited to present to them, even though it was over the phone. So, um, you know, I would have loved to have been in person and to meet the trustees, but to get the opportunity to kind of introduce myself and um, outline some of my priorities for the year was really important to me. And so it went really well. I was nervous, um, but I was actually the first one up out of the whole meeting and it went for four hours and I was the first presentation. Um, And so it was fun to kind of get it out of the way um, present and then settle in for the rest of the meeting. But I shouted out the podcast-a-thon um, because I was talking about innovative communication. And I was like, well, here's something that's actually happening today. Um, and I think that you guys are doing an incredible job with this. Um, what's the current, I think I saw on social media, what's the current fundraising tally? Uh, let's check. I was just, I just tweeted telling you are guest number 28 i think honestly we didn't count all those kids from some Sun- summer but officially you are guest number 28 so i just 28. had to tweet that yeah i just had to tweet that just now but let me go work so um, i have a question yes. I, I have a burning question how are you planning to be awake for 24 hours straight what's the what's the grand plan here yeah i just got a text sounds around i just got a text like you're laying you're laying back He's right. So I had to sit up. I'm like, wait a minute. I got crackers in my hands. So yeah. I, 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 okay, me and Lyric chose two different things. She has coffee, and you know, you probably would have done like cold brew coffee, I right. all that. I was like, no, if I do coffee, then I'm going to crash, and then I'm not going to feel good, and I'm just going to like be blast throughout the rest of the um, right. people who come on. So I was like, okay, I'm going to do natural remedies. And I saw like, what do you need? They were like, you need apple slices, dark chocolate, and water. I was like, okay. So I got all that around me. You keep drinking. Huh? You won't crash if you keep drinking coffee. That's true. So why don't you just, you should just start and just not stop. But then when I stop and like, yes, the podcast, the thong will be over, but I'm feeling, I'm so sick. I'm like, oh my God. It's coffee really- just does something to me. It does not, it does not work well. But um, hold on. Izzy asked me a question. She asked, what's the current total? Um, right now, we are sitting at $886. Wow. 
So we've Yo, raised that is awesome. 22 donors. We are now, we are officially nine hours in. Nine hours in, 22 donors, $886. Almost halfway. Yes. Yeah, you're getting there. Hannah, eat some dark chocolate and handle it. Yeah. That, that dark chocolate is not working for her. And you can tell. What are you talking about? He is barely holding on. And I, feel like it's like, I feel like it's like the internet being like, oh, like if you don't drink coffee, just drink water and you'll stay awake. Like that doesn't make sense. Nor yeah. will it work. I'm not going to lie to you. I died around I hour six and a half. I was dying. Um, really? Made, yes. Like, but I was crashing from the first cup of coffee. So I made a second cup mm-hmm. and then I ate ramen and I drank a glass of water and then now I'm like back at full speed. So yeah, like, I don't know how you're doing it from your bed. Like I had to like I'm in I mean I'm in the guest bedroom but there's like a couch in here. But I I knew if I was in my room doing this, I was just gonna feel a little bit too comfortable. Like let me just turn over. I won't go to sleep but let me just turn over. That's what I say in my head and then mm-hmm. I would have been out and well, I'm not lying, I'm not laying down. And I stacked all my pillows. So as far as I can, I can't go back further. You're like, up. Yeah. So like, I have to sit up, right? So like, even though it's my bed and like, plus my bed is made. So I'm kind of sitting on top of, and I have my computer propped up. So, and so, yeah, I'm in a decent space right now. So. Y'all are awesome. You're going to, you're going to hit a point of like delirium and then you'll just be able to go the rest of the time. The funny like, part that delirium is probably going to happen when we're on the phone with like uh, Dr. Pruitt or Anna <laughs> and I'm going to be like. Y'all going to be talking some stuff and they're going to be like, all right. I'm going to say no by then. It's going to be our whatever and they're going to have, they're going to have to help. They're really going to have to meet us halfway. It's not going to be a 90, 10 It's really going to be meet us in the middle because. Well, that was, that was my question, too, because I was like, okay, I think I could stay awake for 24 hours, but I don't know if I could talk to people for 24 hours straight. Like, that takes, that takes a lot of toll on you. So, kudos to y'all. Do y'all have, like, questions ready in case you, like, go get delirious? That's actually really funny that you said that. So, like, Hannah was like, we don't have topics or plans for any of these guests. Like, are we going to write questions? And, like, me... Uh, I've been podcasting so long now, like, I don't really, like, make topics or questions mm-hmm. anymore, so I was like, no, we're just gonna wing it for everybody. I said, each of these people, we can find things. I mean, like, some guests have obviously been harder than others um, to right. make questions, but I mean, and then there's some people who, like, we wish we had more time, because, like, we can't stop asking questions. Right. Like, I could have talked to Don Staley all day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Don Staley, William Tate was I still, really, like, Dawn Staley was just a dream come true because she talked about my favorite show and how she's going. And then, but William Tate, like, we, it was just a great conversation. Like, laughed. I was on the floor laughing. Like, so personable, so funny. No, I'm excited for him to come to our university because I've met him once, and he's a great conversationalist. So I think that, you know, any conversation that we'll be able to have in the future will be good. Um, so I, that doesn't surprise me at all, but I will say, I think that it's funny that you said that lyric because knowing the both of you, that's such your style is like lyric. You're so like off the cuff, like just all wing it, which is, it's just more so what I, my kind of style as well. And then Hannah, you're definitely more like, 
we're going to have a plan like we can like here's what's going to happen and so that kills me to know that because it makes sense yeah it's been we've talked i think we brought that up at least 14 times while we've been on this thing this true i'm not gonna lie this will be probably the last thing that me and hannah do together you're kind of calling it quits. It's just a hard, we're total opposites when it comes to like our leadership styles and how we get the, how we do things. Like she's really like, I don't know. And it works out. It it, it blows my mind how it's for both of y'all. It works out for y'all just, all right, I'm just gonna go with the flow. But I don't know how. I think y'all just have that, that something about y'all because I cannot, this, this, I was really stressed. I was like, oh my God. What's really crazy is that, um, I don't, oh, I haven't said this yet. Then this is a testament to how much of a, uh, it'll get done type of person I am. Uh, so we didn't, I didn't know how to like stream Zoom until yesterday. Clear. So, listen, listen, listen. So I had to like, exactly. first I thought I could do it on my own. So I tried to upgrade like my own account of my zoom account to the pro and then i found out that i i, I upgraded to the wrong feature and that was 15 dollars. so i was like whoa and then i found out like, the feature that i actually need is 40. and then like oh my gosh and then i'm i'm, I'm hitting up um sydney from garnet media group like does the university have an account that we can use that already has this feature the streamability content and then like she said i work on it and then we had to wait one day and like hannah's like we need this link now now now, now. i said pause um okay. and so Sydney said, yeah, so we have the account and then, so I get like in the account, right? And then like, I do like a test meeting to try to like set up streaming. I think like, it's going to be fine. Like I just connected to Garden Media Group's YouTube, but because like, I didn't know that YouTube has this rule. If you've never streamed before, you have to wait 24 hours to be able to stream. So keep in mind, this happened at 2.45 yesterday. Two oh, and then started at four? No, it no. It takes up to 24 hours. It takes up to 24 hours. So like, keep in mind, I set at 2.15 and YouTube still said, we need 24 hours. And like I said, I have until three o'clock. So I said, I'm gonna check at three o'clock. And I was on the phone with one of my friends. I said, Hannah's going to freak out. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, here's I'm so thing. glad it's funny now. I had a, I had a backup plan um, because I had also tested like the Garden Media Group Facebook Live account. So worst case scenario, that's when you texted me. Yes. So worst case scenario, um, we were just going to switch everything to streaming straight to Facebook Live, right. um, and it was going to be fine. Like, uh, right. so, but I mean, we had already put out all the links, and then you know. The mayor had already tweeted that this is gonna be on YouTube. And I said, oh my God. And I just, I said a quick prayer. And then I tried it and it worked right at three o'clock. I said, thank God. But yeah, I didn't know that this was gonna work until an hour before this started. Um, And that is true lyric fashion. And but I, I oh, it worked out. It worked out. It worked. It worked. So, it worked. But why even test the waters? Why? I and didn't the adrenaline. What is it about you? Like people that have your mindset and they, I mean, it's kind of one against two, but like, is it just adrenaline? Like I really did pull this off at the end. That's what gets y'all going because I, I just don't get why, why I even do. <laughs> okay. This is my reasoning. At the end of the day, we are in a pandemic. There was only like, you had the idea maybe a week and a half ago. Mm -hmm. There's only but so much you can plan. 
So like when you were saying like you when you originally had the idea, I think Hannah planned for it. She was like, "All right, so you're gonna do this in June, right?" Or yeah. like May. And like I said, no. I said like one. I was thinking in like from a relief standpoint, people need this now. Right. And that's like two. I'm thinking like not gonna lie to you. I'm a senior, so right. No offense, like this is my swan song. Like this is really my swan song. Last day of classes. This is kind of like it for me. Like after this, all I'm doing is basically finals and then any work. Like just right. pure academics. Um, after especially like this week, applications closed for the Patchwork Feminist to find somebody to take the show after me. Like next week, I'm probably gonna shoot my last episode and that's it. Like I'm done. So I knew that I didn't want to do anything during finals and plus it's the last day of classes. So I said like, this is the only day, like Friday going into Saturday. And so, and like the thing was when Hannah gave me the idea, I moved, I just moved so fast. Like I immediately texted Dr. Edwards. I was like, Hey, let's, we need to, I need to talk to you. Um, and it was the same day and everything was moving so fast. But so, I mean, it's, everything is already unpredictable. You couldn't plan for anything anyway, in my opinion. So I was just like, it's it's worked out. It worked out, but I I don't care. This is the last time. Cause listen, this is in her, and I and I keep letting it slide in your explanation. Everything's unpredictable. No, okay. The pandemic was. Some people would say it was unpredictable how it would affect us this bad. We knew because I know everyone kind of knew during the spring break when everyone was doing whatever they were doing. Yeah, like coronavirus is a thing. I mean, it's not here, but it's a thing. Cause even I went to Savannah. I won't like I went to Savannah, but that's not the point. That is kind of okay, unpredictable. It just happened how it happened. This, we knew we wanted to do this. We knew we wanted to plan this. Like there's no, just because that's unpredictable doesn't have anything to do with this event. So, and I'm with Lyric. It's okay. I'm with you. <laughs> I would, I would have done the same thing. Did it get I, done though? Like literally, I. I you, when you're, when you have no, I don't know. Like actually, I, I, it might be about the adrenaline. Honestly, I think it is. Y'all I'm like, 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 you're like, I pulled it off. Especially once, like when Coach Daly came on that camera. I'm not gonna lie, I said I can do anything. I said, <laughs> there is no ceiling. I am now a dangerous woman because. I, I I mean, like, I think that I can do anything now. Like, oh my gosh. And once that's, it's over, like. Honestly, that's so impressive. I, I'm jealous. I haven't watched it yet because I was asleep. But after this, I'm going to watch it. Because if you can get Don Staley to come on a podcast, then you really can do anything. Yeah. I say our first, I mean, of course, we have a lot of people, like, coming up. But, like. Our first however many hours, I'm, I'm losing count right now, you know, but no. they have been pretty exceptional. I'm not going to lie. From the students to Don to incoming administrators, Dr. Tate, Mayor Benjamin, um, Darcy, everybody, everybody. Y'all are killing it. Y'all are killing it. Who's your, who are you best looking forward to coming up? Uh, I think. Oh, let me look at the schedule. Um, uh, y'all like we have too many good people. Let me look. Uh, no, seriously, I think every single person we've been able to have on 
had like had such a different and interesting perspective. I really have really enjoyed all of them. Um, I mean, Hamilton, Jerome are after after you. Oh, they're so great! That's gonna be so, so fun. Yeah, that's that's gonna be a time. That's gonna be a time. Um, and then Stan and Henry later. Oh, so great! She's so great. I love um, I love Doctor Edwards. Um, and I think like she's one of those unsung heroes that really keeps everything running um, in student life. Like she's behind everything that we hold near and dear. But some yeah. people don't know who she is. So like I'm really excited for um, people to like see her um, and get to know her. Uh, who else? Dr. Pruitt. Oh, Dr. Pruitt. Love Dr. Pruitt. We still have um, President Castlin coming up. Perfect. Um, two of my best friends, Mike and Zach, are coming on. Oh, that's so fun. That'll be good. At 4 a.m. We have the host of another podcast called Weight of the Eight. They um, are coming on um, tomorrow. One of, and, oh, I'm really excited for the block of Corey Alpert, Lauren Harper, and Taylor Wright. Um, no, are they coming on together? Yeah. Oh, that is a, that is a triple threat. That is yeah. going to be so great. I'm so excited for that. And it's going to be quite hilarious. Because um, oh, Corey Alford is one of the funniest people I know. Um, oh, I'm sure. I've never met him, but I've heard great things. And Corey and Taylor in the same room, they just literally just pick at each other over and over again. And Lauren is just a queen. Um, I owe her my life. So Derek, I had a I had a realization the other day. I don't know if you remember this. Do you remember the time? I don't even know when it was. I just remember Taylor was student body president at the time. So I guess it was like two years ago. Mm-hmm. And we went to his apartment in Granby and there was like a bunch of people there and y'all just like <laughs> fought for like four hours you in remember front of that? all your friends. Do you remember and that? Did he kick me out? Yes, and I, w- I think I was a freshman, and I was the only freshman there, and I was like, what is going on? It's so crazy because, like, I was scared because, like, I was really scared because I was like, uh, at that point, me and Taylor, we were, we were friends, but, like, we weren't as close as, like, we ended up being um, okay. at that point. So, like, when we got in that argument, I was like, I think like he, might, he might hate me for real. Like, I was what like, are you like, about? I, I don't know what we were arguing about. I, I can't tell you to this day. Um, it was one of those days that Taylor Cook, oh, he was like, how you gonna bring, he said, one, you were a guest. How is a guest gonna bring a guest? Because I brought somebody with me. <laughs> and, then, and then I think Peyton Moore brought me, and I was just a random freshman. And then somebody else brought somebody else. And so I think it was supposed to be like three people and it ended up being like eight. And Taylor was like, I don't have enough food for this. Like, Wait, you, I don't were know. Sophomore. you were a sophomore, Izzy. Oh, I was? Yeah. I guess I was a sophomore by then. Yeah, you were a sophomore, but, like, this was early. Like, this was early on my junior year. And, oh, that was – I forget about that day. Because the thing is, like, me and Taylor ended up becoming so close that right. I forgot that there was <laughs> – he kicked me out. He was like, goodbye, Lyric. Good, right. Goodbye, Lyric. <laughs> And I said, Ooh, that sounds like an attitude. I said, that mm-hmm. sounds like an attitude. No, but that was funny. I forgot that day even happened. That- I had a, an epiphany about it the other day. I was like, wow, remember that time? And you know, in movies, like when they're having an argument and like the people just like go back and forth. That's literally how I felt like it was. Like my head was constantly like, 
Yeah, like, sorry, it became a mess in there. Um, truly, but I, I <laughs> I'm so excited to see like how that hour goes. I think they're going to come on right around 10 a.m. And oh. I'm, by that point, that's what hour 20, hour 19, something like that. So right for us. Yeah, y'all be delirious by then. That'll be a fun conversation to keep you awake. Well, the thing is, like a lot of those early morning conversations up until about mm, up until about 7 a.m. 6 a.m. are all going to be like kind of really fun um, for the light. Yeah. So I'm anyway. excited about that. That's awesome. You guys are so great. I'm really proud of you because this is just like I when Hannah was in our meeting and she was like, okay, so we're going to be doing a 24 hour podcast a thon. I was like, you're doing what? You're doing huh? And so I think that this is awesome that this has like really come to fruition and you have all of these amazing people speaking and yeah, just a test to the both, um, both of your characters for sure. I actually have a question um, for you, Izzy. Um, so I know like a lot of people don't know this, but like we had so many conversations, I think during the campaign, leading up to the campaign about um, race and diversity and things of that nature. Um, like really good conversations I think like really character building conversations I think of both ends and just like us as an entire team and like how has like your experiences at USC like experiences like those like prepared you to be able to lead during a time like this I mean like especially um in light of the racial incidents on campus I mean, well on virtual campus today um just like how how like how had do you think like you've been prepared to be able to lead a student body um um in times of crisis, um, such like, such as this? I guess I'll say that I think that, you know, coming from Australia, I definitely had a different upbringing. Um, I didn't experience a lot of the kind of history that goes behind some of those um, racial incidents or, you know, hate speech. And so it was really interesting to come to university and um, especially in South Carolina, which has deep history um, and learn from so many different point of views and diverse groups. Um, and I kind of like that you said about the conversations that we had, especially before campaigning and then also during campaigning um, about race, because I like will be so transparent. There was a time, um, and I don't mind telling people this at all, that um, there was a time early on in campaigning that I looked y'all dead in the eyes and I said, I don't know how to talk about race um, and I don't know how to talk about it and make sure that I can be an ally uh, for the future. And that was definitely one of a kind of um, life-changing conversation for me because I think I learned in that moment that it's okay to not always have the answers. Um, you just have to serve as an ally and make an effort to learn the answers, if that makes sense. Um, and so I think from then on, I was really kind of open to learning from y'all um, about kind of your experiences and making sure that um, I always kept, you know, everyone's thoughts and opinions um, and everything I did and every way I acted. Um, and so, you know, even specifically um, today, the first thing I wanted to say is that, you know, this is not okay at all. And this is disgusting. I think I wrote that on Twitter and some other places as well. Um, watching the video, I felt for AS with every bone in my body. Um, you know, I might not have been in that room and I might not have experienced what that feels like. Um, but I am here to be an ally. And I'm, I know personally in my own core values that that is simply not okay. Um, and so going forward, I just want to continue having those open conversations with people, just like we are now even, um, mm -hmm. because, you know, it's okay that I'm not an expert. You don't have to be. Um, but it's 
you just have to make sure to keep going and keep learning every single day um, so that you can continue being that ally in crisis like now. Um, or even, I even often think about the pandemic as well, that this is definitely an interesting time to be leading a university. I'm sure Hannah can agree with me on that one. And I think that I'm um, just making sure that, you know, bringing um, kind of inclusion and equity into every conversation um, is really important. So even ensuring that, you know, when our students, if they do, um, depending on what happens in the fall, that we have health services that uh, support minority groups as well, um, and making sure that that is a topic of conversation that comes up um, in every decision um, that the university makes. Yeah, I would just like to say, and this is just, I would have never thought, but the group i am so lucky to be in this group of execs um even today with the whole incident like and i'm i was trying i hope some i don't know if anyone noticed but i was trying to still stay in tune but then still figure all of this out and i mean yes i had to step up like five minutes to take the call but even just after that getting messages from like each exec and it's weird because you guys all did it in like separate individual texts so like you dedicated guests and I'm just I mean that's kind of blessed because I if I would be honest um I didn't know how it would look like I mean again like I mean I'm the only black one in in the group and I didn't know like you guys would even understand I knew it wouldn't or I hope it would have been like malicious intent or anything but I didn't know you guys would be able to even understand to where is it like a big deal or they just brush it off or if I feel like my voice is included or if I speak up for the black community, will y'all just push it aside or not? But I can truly say like, you guys, no, you guys are above and beyond allyship. You show that day in and day out um, and then just friendship and it makes the jobs, it makes what we do so much easier, especially during this time um, during the pain, I don't. If 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 there was something uh, slightly off about like our dynamic, like our team of four, I don't think I would have been able to do it. Like it's slightly off. Like it was just. It would have been. It would have been the tipping point to where it's like you know what, right? It's cool. It's cool. It's above me. But that has really been. That has really been the like my rock in the sense to where it's like okay, like I know I have them to rely like on, and they have me of course, and that's how it works. I know I even text you um, earlier today. I think I text you first if you were okay. Um, and then I was like, don't worry, I got it because I knew you were on the podcast. And so I wanted to make sure that you could give this all your, you know, effort and time. Um, and on the side, we were quickly writing a statement and making sure that we could respond in a timely manner to the student body. Um, I think that's something that, you know, Hannah and I have talked about consistently and also the other execs is that we want to make sure that we have um, a voice behind, you know, every event that occurs because I think it's important to show the student body that we're behind them um, and that we will fight for them and make sure that if something is wrong or something doesn't sit right, um, that, you know, student government is there to support them. Um, and that's why, you know, we wrote the statement so quick. Um, I was actually asleep at the time and I get this like frantic FaceTime um, from Hannah O'Toole who's like, you need to wake up. And I was like, all right, good morning. Um, and so I jumped out of bed and um, I jumped out. Of, luckily I had her on emergency bypass. Put, put your friends on emergency bypass, everybody. Um, and I jumped out of bed and, you know, started making phone calls. And I think it's so important that, you know, throughout the year, you can expect that student government will be doing that. Um, we'll be making sure that we fight for our students in every situation and um, we're there for them. 
Yeah, and then I talked about it before, but even just the collaborative effort, like it's times like this where it's, it, it is unfortunate. Like it's unfortunate. I don't, you'll never understand, but that show how we come together still. So I have never, I don't know if A is listening or whatever, but I'm still like in the U of SCG. Like it's like one of my things. I don't do anything with it, but it's just one of my things. I never logged out of it. And I just get their notifications still. And so seeing like different organizations like post the statement that we created and then us reposting other um, organization statements. Um, even, I don't even know if student government specifically reposted the AAAS, but we should. They but did, still, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah. But even yeah. that, like, I know we were um, in collaboration or we were in like mess group chats with today, which she just was on here before you. So right. she was on here with summer seniors. And then as well, as I saw NABJ repost the statement. So, and then of course, um, Reagan was commenting under like AAAS's post, like just things like that. It's like, we do, like it, it is a family. And there, yes, there are outliers and it's our job to figure out who they are dipping in the bud is not okay, but also at the end of the day, like, be there for each other. So, that was right. cool for me to see. I was like, wow, like, everyone's on the same page. A lot of people on the same page, like, this is wrong. Right, because I, I know even we were like, okay, well, we're going to release this statement, and you're going to release this statement, so, like, let's make sure that they align, and let's make sure that we're collaborating to ensure that, you know, we have, you know, the same um, values and the same opinion on this, because we did, um, and that was also something that I thought was really kind of um, you know, if you could say something that good that came out of it, um, is that I was thrown into a group chat so fast um, with members of AAAS and we were all talking about um, how horrible it was and that we were there to support each other. Um, and I think that in times of darkness, I think that the Gamecock community is always found to be pretty resilient um, and often, you know, by kind of come together a little more than they would um, any other time, which, you know, it's, hard but um definitely a test of our character and a test of our university spirit um i think that like i think i've just been able to like see both of you grow as leaders like um but especially you izzy like i've just seen you become so much more confident and outspoken and just like one creating a platform for yourself and like a set of values and like really sticking to it um because there's a lot of people like i think a lot of times like as seek leadership positions but like once they get it like it's hard to walk the walk but like you really have been walking the walk i mean i'm so proud of you and everything like you speaking up like you know because i mean like in situations like this it's expected for hannah to speak up um just right. because like you know she is black i mean and i mean i've been a member of AAAS and she's like started school but um i think like seeing you step up um and just being like so diligent um and fighting on behalf of students fighting with students like I, I mean and i mean alongside students that, that's a better way to say it but alongside right. um our students i think has been just really a pleasure to watch um see you grow but um like the two of you have such different things to offer to the table so i think it'd be beneficial to share like how did um you come about so i mean some people know the story some people don't so how did this and i will be taking a 45 second bathroom break while y'all explain <sighs> My lyric, have fun. Okay, um, so I'll start. Actually, Hannah, tell your side of the story because then I think it's always funnier to hear my side um, of how this all began. All right, it's crazy because like we it used to be like clockwork because it's like this is how it goes. Like, how do you right. 
Like when you pitch, how do you, how did y'all become partners? But I'm coming out, well, starters, Izzy and I met through ambassadors. So we're both university ambassadors. He's also a presidential ambassador and we're in the same cohort. And so that's was my freshman year, her sophomore year. Yes. And yes. that's when we both became ambassadors. And so we've always known each other through that, but it was more of like just friendly, like we're ambassadors in the same cohort. We're going to see each other every Wednesday and then sometimes in the A lounge or um, whatever things that ambassadors are doing, banquet, whatever. And so that was really it. But fast forward, it's this past, it was in the fall and I was coming out of biological anthropology. It was the day before fall break. And I had an exam. And I was like, oh my gosh. That was, some people shout. Okay, that's another thing. Honors. Um, I don't know who they, I don't know who some people have for biological anthropology that told me it was easy. But y'all lied to me. Because Life. it was so hard. But anyway, that's what I, that's what I, um, I came out and I was like, oh, okay, that's over. Like, fall break. I'm here. It's Friday. It's already three, I think. I had a late class. It's already like 3.55. So I'm going. It's late in the day. Yeah. Yes. And I get a call from Izzy. I'm like, Izzy, like, something must be longer. They're actually, if I'm going to be honest, this is the first time I'm saying this. I, something told me you were going to say something about, like, I knew what, I knew the call was about student government right. and you running. But I didn't know it was about me, too. So I get the comment, okay, she's probably going to ask me about, like, her running and, like, being on board. And I, um, so you call, you say, hey, how you doing? Good. And then you go into, like, your spiel of, so I'm running for student body president. I'm like, girl, yes, yes, you're running. Like, I, and I probably, like, threw it around, yes, we're running, like, we're running. Meaning, like, I'm supporting right. you running, like, right. you know. And I was like, yes, I'm going to wear your button. I'm going to vote for you. Like, I might table a little bit. I'm going to see. You're true, girl. But, you know, that's it. And then, it's like, yeah, yeah. So, I'm, thank you so much for the support. Like, I'm running for student vice president, but, like, I'm not running without you running. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. You're funny. I, I was like, you're funny. No, but it really did take me for a stand. I was like, oh, goodness. Um, like, my heart, I was just, I, I remember because I came out, um, I came out and I was walking on the brick and on the horseshoe and I was like, what in the world? I don't even know how to think about this. Like, yes, this is an honor. So I was like, honored, like, wow, she thought of me. But also, I didn't know you like that, Izzy. So I'm like, why did she think of me? Like, we haven't really never talked talk before. So like, what's up? Like, there are What's going on? Like, at first I felt honored, but then I was like, mm, is she up to something? I'm like, I'm honored though, but mm, I'm like, can I do this? Am I, can I actually do this? So a bunch of thoughts were going through my head. So I just had to be like, hey, give me fall break to think about it. Um, contacted like half of campus. I was like, can I do this? Can I do this? Got a resounding yes. And so came back and I was like, look, I am all, well, and I said I was all in and it took like, me like a good month for me to really really be all in because I was scared because I, I was like I'm all in then like next time like are you sure you want me to do this with you like I feel like we can find another I feel like we can find you another partner like like we can and all, 
I'll tell you, I don't think I've ever said this before, but I was so nervous that you were going to drop out because I could tell, I could tell that you were like, so like, uh, I don't know. And I was like, I think I text Lyric one time and was like, is she going to drop out? And Lyric was like, I don't know. And I was like, I I really don't know. We were all scared. Like me and Asia got it. We were like, I don't know if they're gonna, I don't know if this is gonna work. I remember that night, that night we were in the visitor center. Oh, the visitor center night. That's past past what I decided, but more story. I ended up deciding, then I was like, just give me um, this time because I was planning on pledging for Mm -hmm. um, AKA, which I am now. So, and then literally right after the probate, the day after we were in meetings, like six times a day yeah but right yes that's another the visitor center but i'll let someone else talk i've been talking i think that what's really funny is that um i really am fake um i was playing both sides so well um, I'm fake. no i'm not fake i am an innovator i am brilliant <laughs> i am a setter i am i am absolutely because the thing was like i am Sitting like I remember me and Izzy had several conversations. I mean, starting in the summer, and then you were like, I can't find a running mate. And then I said, Hmm. I said, let's think. Let's look, let's look us up. I said, hmm. And then like we we said Hannah. And then it, and then meanwhile, like Hannah is like the closest person to me. So like when she calls me and she says, Izzy Russian just called me, asked me to be <laughs> She's my vice president. I said, she did what now? Lick! Oh, you, uh, you, you would not believe what happened. I'm like, you would not believe what I'm going with. I said, Wait, it was really Lyric's idea from the start. So, shut your mouth. Because here's the thing. I knew that. I think the reason why I think, I'll say personally, the reason why I believed in Hannah so much and that she would be a great student body vice president is because it wasn't a goal of hers. She didn't right. want, um, like, it, she didn't come to college saying that I want to be student body vice president. Right. Um, like, from the at the very beginning, as soon as, like, I met her, she was diligent. Like, by the time I met Hannah, and keep in mind, I didn't meet her until, I think, September of her, September of her freshman year, she was already on freshman council and already a university ambassador. I mean, like, had already, like, and that was when I met her, and I was like, Wow, I mean, she had always been a go-getter. She had always like been self-motivated and like just kind of kept her head down. I mean, I remember like even on my campaign, she was planning, she only did my camp. She was like, Lyric, like I'm here to support you, but I don't want to be in student government after this. And I just remember, she was like, I don't want to be in student government after this, even if you win. She was just like, I just really want you to win. Like, but I really don't want to be in student government after this. And I remember even like at this point, I think I was going to, I thought I was going to win, but I knew, I said, I don't even, for some reason, I didn't want her to be on my staff. Like, I know she was telling, there was a point where Hannah said she wanted to be Secretary of Inclusion and Equity. And I said, no. And I said, like, I would do everything in my power to make sure you're not Secretary of Inclusion and Equity, because I just felt like, I said, for some, I just feel like you can do, not saying that it's a bad job. I love that job. I created that job. It was yeah, like, excuse me. Great. That's a killer. Come on. It's a fantastic oh, really? job. And I love it. Um, but I always felt like she was called like to a different, a higher purpose. Um, and so like once 
um, Sophie won. I remember I Sophie went, um, asked me my opinion as like she was like interviewing people. And like at that point, there were two positions open for director of programming. So there were two directors of programming. She was like, Lyric, like, I know you told me that Hannah was good. But she said, like, she was so great. She said, I'm getting rid of, I'm getting rid of the second director of programming um, position. Right. Because I feel like it's a disservice to her to, like, even make her work with somebody else. Right. And so, like, that entire year, she had just continued to prove herself, continued to take on more, like, was she, I'm talking about, like, during the campaign, um, during the protest, I mean, I was crying my eyes out all the time, like, me, my being there for me, she was rushing AK Psy at the same time. I mean, we're gonna say how I keep forgetting that phase. I was like, what in the world? Like, me and Hannah went through it that semester. Like, we went through it. I mean, but she still kept adding on more responsibility and was doing everything well. So, like, at this point, and I remember I had a, I talked to Taylor because we saw, I was saying, like, I think, Taylor, I think Hannah might be like, an exec but I knew like, I couldn't tell her that right like, she has to but I think that's why I couldn't tell her like Hannah you need to do this like mm -hmm. um so I had to kind of like trick her and to, oh, you did good I mean I know brilliant um amazing um but yeah like I had to kind of trick her so like when she told me she said Izzy I said huh she did what now I said what and I mean, I mean, most people don't know this, but you were unsure for the longest of whether you wanted to run for student body president. Like you didn't know if you right. were ready and you don't know if you were, you didn't know if you were ready or if you were qualified or um, things of that nature. And I remember, so it was just kind of like a little um, finagling on both sides. And I remember I called Jenna Allen. I said, I'm the last, I said, I feel like I'm the last of a dying breed out here. Y'all all graduated. And I said, right. I need advice. I said like, I think they're both great and I think they could be great together. I said, right now, I don't know how they're going to work out because I said, they are too different. I said, this is volatile. <laughs> like, I remember calling Jenna. I said, Jenna, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, she right. said, Izzy needs to run for student body president. She said, you need to get Hannah. You need to get Hannah. Get Hannah to run for student body vice president. And like she said, like, literally, it's, gonna, it's all going to be fine. They're going to be great. Lyrica, I love you so much. So much. Bye. <laughs> that is so Jenna. That is like the perfect description of her. I, I love you so much, Maya. She said, Hannah's going to be great. Hannah's awesome. Izzy's awesome. I mean, it's all going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. You just have to make sure that they won. You just have to make sure. And I said, bro, what? Like, I said, Jenna. Um, and if you know Jenna Allen, you know exactly how this happened. Um, That's exactly how she would have said it. Exactly she would have like, I want to be in Maui. Bye. Like, see ya. Exactly. And so I kind of, yeah, I tricked Hannah. And I made her think that I didn't know what was going on. I knew exactly what was going on. And like, I would slightly nudge her during the time I said, I remember one time we, we talked for hours and hours. She came over here. We had like a sleepover. I mean, we talked for hours and hours about it. And I just like, I mean, it's your decision, but I truly think this is what the Lord has called you to do. I pulled out <laughs> scriptures and sermon. I mean, like, no, I laid it on thick. And I know the Lord did put it on my heart. He did. But I, I, I my role well. Um, but no, like both of you. I, I ain't gonna lie, me and Parker were scared for a minute. Cause like after the visitor center night, yeah. No, I was scared. I was scared. I was like, I don't know. I just can't I Cause I, I told you this before. Izzy, there was some times I was like, I didn't know if we was gonna make it. Cause I was just like, she's not getting it. 
I said she's not getting it. Like I said, she didn't click. Cause when I tell you, it was such a like, oh, this is our president. But Hannah was also the problem as well. I was a problem too. But like, if but mine was more of like internal. Izzy was more like her leadership like went out of the roof, like the transition during I don't even know what happened. But like it clicked. Like you were always a leader, but I I, I was still struggling to see like okay like president and then right. something happened i'm like bro there's no one else like this is our president like, like no I, I i forgot the night that it clicked i said easy i said oh my god this is a president i said this is a president i remember i looked over at asia i said she's gonna win and yeah. i was I like and it, everything made sense i said like this is a president and i was like all oh, right i said i'm excited i was like really excited because i mean like it was just so much going on at that point. I really was scared that we weren't going to make it. And honestly, Izzy, you're such a great sport about everything. So it wasn't you I was worried about. It was her. <laughs> like, because like, she was just like, so I don't want to call her mean. But like, she's like, you know, like, at this, she was like, that's my own for this. I'm over this. Like, and then she's like, it's just not clicking. It's not clicking. It's not clicking. It's not clicking. It's not clicking. And I'm like, you're part of the reason it's not clicking. Right. But I think, yeah. like, um, but I'm the type, and that's another thing that, I, like, this has taught me to, like, figure stuff out, like, go through it, talk it out, like, like, everything. Cause I'm like, that's just my personality. Like, it's not a lot of, I mean, yeah, I cry sometimes, but it, like, when it comes to emotional stuff like this, right. I, like, I would just be like, and I know I, that probably, like, annoyed the heck out of you, but I was just cold, like, down cold, like, Okay, like I, like that's how I, I used to, and I, I'm still working on it, but I'm way better. But I used to, that's how I code. I'm just like stone cold, like I get it. Sometimes, like right, at, right at the start, I'd be like, oh my goodness, she hates me. I'd be like, this girl hates me. I'd say, I don't know, I should run it with me because she hates me. Because you'd just be like, yep. I'd be like, okay. But I think not only, like, did my leadership click, I think, like, our friendship clicked at some point. Yeah. Like, that's I don't what know. happened. And you know the crazy thing? Y'all, like, y'all had started clicking a little bit before, but y'all didn't really click until, I think, that first night. <laughs> the candidates meeting. <laughs> so the candidates meeting. And I think. Yeah, yes. Um, I never see y'all over and I, I really had to, like, I was reevaluating, and then I remember I woke up that when I was talking to y'all, I said, "Okay, I, I said, okay, I think we can work with this. I think we can work with this." Um, but I just remember like that conversation we had in the J school, and like I, I yelled at y'all for a bit. Um, but like it was so much. Y'all came so far. I mean, y'all have literally come so far, and I'm 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 so proud. This is actually like out of. I mean, we've had Sophie on, um, and Becca, and I, but truly, and we're gonna have Taylor on later, but. This was truly, I think, my favorite campaign. Um, a lot of the conversations, because I think, like, I think, and me and Sophie can both attest to this, I think, like, last year, things were happening so fast. And mm -hmm. I think that we never had a time to sit down and really talk um, right. until, like, until, like, except for before and afterwards. Like, I'll talk mm -hmm. about, like, what happened, some of the things that were happening. But what I really loved about Envision is that and I mean, I was involved on search, but I was mostly involved in the treasurer's campaign. Like I didn't get to like be on like those internal, like, you know, late night meetings and things like that. But what the coolest thing about Envision was that 
we really took the time in like in pause and like we would have those difficult conversations and it was hard like I mean like it was really hard and I mean like there were times I know feelings got hurt um I know people's feelings got hurt there were tears um I I myself I remember I locked myself in the stairwell did that first night I remember that night Um, I because like I was so I was like I'm saying I'm going uh, like I just took everything I internalized a lot but I mean like Izzy like you you cried and then like Hannah would cry and then I remember I said I'm tired of everybody crying by themselves I said if we're going to <laughs> I said if we're going to cry if you're going to cry cry together because I'm saying I'm sick of I don't think I ever and that's another thing I don't think I ever cried like in front of like everybody she did that's just one thing it's like I think, I distinctly remember a time that you were like, Izzy, you won't cry in front of Hannah. Hannah, you won't cry in front of Izzy. Just cry in front of each other. And I was just like, well, you're not wrong. I'm so sick of y'all calling me and saying that nobody understands what you're going through. And literally the only person that understands what you're going through is sitting right next to you. I literally, oh, that day I was hot. Like I lit everybody up for, I lit, I lit y'all up. And I was just like, I'm so sick of this. Like I said, the only person who truly 100% understands me is sitting right next to you. And I mean, like we, 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 we went through so much. I, I, words cannot express how proud I am of y'all because like, I don't think y'all realize, um, like I was on four student government campaigns, but being able to have those conversations and right. be vulnerable, uh, that's so rare. Uh, Cause I think a lot of times people just work together. But I think what I told y'all at the beginning of elections, I said, like, one, we knew that voter turnout was going to be low, um, lower than, I mean, in recent years. So one thing I always said is you're not running against any other candidates, you're running against student apathy. Um, And so like, you're not running against a can like, you know, your opponents or anything, you're running against the students who just don't care. Like, you know, like, students who like, they don't want to vote, like, they don't think that voting is important. And I think like, they don't want to vote for people who look like they don't even love each other. So, right. I mean, how are you, like, how can you love them if, like, you don't even love each other? So, I think that people really w- were able to see the relationship between y'all and really was like, I can follow those girls. And, like, they look like they're a team. Um, they look like a united front. And that's how y'all have presented yourself ever since. I mean, and then adding on the boys, y'all really presenting yourself as a united front. And, I, and it shows. I mean, like, I'm so proud of student government already. I'm kind of sad I won't be able to be a part of your administration. Um, but yeah, that's just my rant. I'm sorry that was a lot, but no, I think one thing I'll say is I think that Hannah and I walked into campaigning like the two weeks of campaigning. I think we walked in as friends and we definitely walked out like a very cohesive team. Like I could almost answer her what like her sentences, she could answer mine. Um, I knew what she was thinking before she even said it. And I think it was vice versa as well. And I think that that's why we've been so strong right after right after the bat of winning. Um, and then adding in the boys as well, we are a really strong team. Um, and that's something that I was kind of worried about. I didn't know how that was going to pan out, just like Hannah said earlier. And I have been absolutely astounded by how well the four of us get along. Um, like we will have a meeting and it'll supposed to be, it'll only supposed to last an hour. And we will be on like an hour past just because we're talking about like something so random out of blue. Um, and it's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah, and then we hang up and then text. And that's another thing. I was like, are these going to be people to where, like, it's just business is business, and then I have to 
text like my other friends like about the business, but you know, but it's like I like literally what happens stays in our circle because it's like it's business and then even after hours, y'all are the people that I'm going to to talk about the business, even if it was a good, bad, whatever it was. I'm like, even if it's something crazy and I just maybe I don't know, something happened, I'm like, that was kinda off. And like I don't have any I would text y'all like this is crazy, right? Am I the only one, or is this going, like what's going on? And like just to have y'all to like, we all can relate. We're all like, and I was scared. I was like, am I gonna be able to relate? And I literally can relate to y'all. So like, y'all are there's everyone is so funny, funny, Every, like so funny. Like I don't know, it's just crazy. And then I'm just glad that it's like we. It took a while, but we figured it out during campaigning because now. If we didn't, I mean, we're a good candidates, like, by ourselves. So even if we won, but we didn't figure out that friendship aspect, this time would have been ridiculously, like, awful. Like, awful. Just awful. Because I know, like, a lot in this time, like, we have to, like, arrange our texts because it's, like, different hours. But even if it's, like, you're asleep or I'm sleeping, we text. We still text. Like, are you okay? Or, like... Do you feel like this sucks too at times? And you're like, yeah, it sucks right now. You know, things like that. And just talking each other through it and encouraging each other. Like, if I'm, again, I don't know where we would be. I don't know if we would have a vice president or if I would be in this position no. if I didn't have, you know, that. that I think one right. thing. I think one thing I'll say is like you and I are so, and I think Lyric, you're like this too, that like we don't like to kind of show weakness by any means, if that makes sense. Like we don't want to like let other people know that we're struggling. And so I think that especially during this time, you know, having a friend in y'all, um, I know Hannah, I'll text you and be like, this is a horrible day. Um, and we're so able to be transparent about like, you know, this isn't all sunshine and rainbows right now. Like we are home and that sucks and inauguration was online and that sucks. Um, but just being able to be like, yes, it sucks. And yes, we're sharing kind of the same disappointments, but we're still working and we are seeing kind of like the bigger picture and everything. Um, and so just having like a friend or even with the boys as well, um, being able to talk like openly about what's disappointing or what's going on and um, kind of having that like open dialogue has really helped me because I don't feel like I'm alone at all. Um, I feel like, you know, we're all in this together and we all obviously want to be on campus, but we can't be. Um, but that's okay because, you know, we're not the only one. Yeah. We're okay. approaching, we're, t we're approaching our t 10. I'm getting delirious. Y'all are getting there. I am so proud. Hour 10. And we are at $926. Um, and so I have a goal. I have a goal um, by the 11th hour, which will be, I want by three o'clock, $1,000. I think right, I'm going to blow up my social media. Um, Izzy, we're asking everybody to donate. Um, some people have donated as little as $1. Some people have donated as much as $250. So. Well, we'll have to see what I can put it. We want, it's just somewhere in there, you know, we don't have any, you know, we don't have any restrictions, but any restrictions or anything that just literally click the link and do whatever your heart desires, wherever the Lord takes you. Um, the Lord. Yes. Yes. Let him guide your giving. I'm not going to lie. Hannah duped me, right? So we had both said on live with Luke that we were going to like donate 20 each. Right. And so I said, sure. I said, I'll just go ahead and donate 40 and I'll have Hannah cash that. I don't know. Why would you do that? 
Because my account says Lyric Swing and Hannah White. Oh. Remember? On my link for Ew, on, the, on the like the ambassadors page for the fundraising, huh? Yeah, Girl, I am poor. But anyway, no. Oh, I'm saying the name? Like you did that because of the name? Yeah. No, That's you could have still did twenty dollars because I could have still donated. No, it's fine. But like Hannah was like, "Oh, I just," she said, "No, you don't got to worry about that." She said, "I'll donate forty-two. I said. Oh. Yeah. said, <laughs> "That's not the point. The point was for you to give me twenty dollars back." Gotcha. gotcha. But no, um, I don't regret it because I, I felt like the, the spirit moved me. And because each of us donated 40, Luke donated 50. So there um, you go. Praise God on that. Um, yeah. But thank you so much, Izzy, for coming on. I like once, I know I've said it like 40 times, but I'm so proud of the leader that you've become. Thank you for your leadership during this difficult time at this university. USC is really lucky um, to have you as its student body president. Um, I'm so excited to see everything you do um, and everything you accomplish. I know it's going to be amazing. I'm excited that you all have, you two have each other. Um, you're sticking together. Um, you completed the ticket and like you are making such a difference in the university. I know like your leadership, even in the middle of this, these virtual times has meant so much um, to so many people. And just by having, using your voice the way that you do, um, and just doing, uh, just being you. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful for you. Thank you guys. You guys are incredible and I'm so proud of y'all. I'm proud to be your friend and to know you. Um, you guys always, you know, put the university and the student body number one. Um, you guys are literally the definitions of servant leaders and I couldn't be more proud to be friends with you and to know you and um, to see where you go, especially Lyric, you're graduating, which is horrible, but. I'll be in Columbia. I don't think you know that yet. Right. Um, I'll be in Columbia? I don't, yeah, I don't think you, I don't think you knew that yet, but yes, I, I will be in Columbia at least a little while longer, so. Good, well, well I'm happy to have you around. Yes. All right, bye, Izzy. Bye, y'all. Love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Good luck. How are you? Hi. I'm a little nervous. Yo. I've never done a podcast before. Why are you nervous? It's 5 a.m. We are live, so people... Whoever is up is watching us, but it's fine. We've had people come in however they've come, and we've just had conversations. Yeah, I've been, like, tuning in. I've actually been up all night because I'm trying to grind out this thesis. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, I haven't gone to I've been productive. But I've been, like, tuning in, like, every just, like, whenever, like, every hour, just, like, seeing what you guys are talking about. And I'm like, okay, it's pretty chill. I think yeah. I can do it. <laughs> it's pretty chill. It's pretty chill. Wait, your thesis, how is that going? Oh, my gosh. Um, It's going good. It's due on Friday. And I'm oh, having a draft. Well, it's, I have, like, my defense on Friday. And then my draft is due Sunday night so that like I'm in total grind mode but my topic I love um it's kind of gotten a little messed up because of the coronavirus but I've still been able to do a lot of what I want to do it's on the trait of perfectionism and how kind of looking at like if there's like a gender correlation with that and then how that's impacting our stem departments at USC um so it's something I'm really passionate Ooh. about um that's cool Kylie yeah, I really liked doing it. I've been working with like a sociology professor. So it's been it's been good. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. So before we get started into the rest of the conversation, if you guys well, should we like 
for like three more. I know Almira said that she didn't know that it was at 5 a.m. So she can't come because it's a certain holiday, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. She texted me to like (laughs) double check with you. She said if you like needed her to come on at 545, like she could. But I was like, oh, I'm sure it'll be okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's fine. She wants to, she can, but also it'll be fine. And then um, Izzy... Izzy is asleep right now. She she came on earlier um, <laughs> and did a whole hour by herself. And then, yeah, she's she's asleep because I bet she's That's okay. But That's Casey, early. I don't know with Casey. I don't know if What's Casey is supposed to come. I don't know. She likes the messages. But before we get in, I just want you guys to introduce yourselves. Um, say a little bit of introduction. Um, what is your involvement on campus? Who you are? And yeah. you put your Twitter handles in the chat. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm kind of lame and I don't have a Twitter. I'm sorry. It's fine. Um, no, just it's okay. Full name and okay. I just got my Twitter last, what, March? Yeah. I had my Twitter anniversary yesterday. So that was exciting. Oh, <laughs> One year. <laughs> I don't know how y'all look so good at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, we barely like I don't know what you look because look I my eyes I feel like they're not even open anymore like I'm trying to like <laughs> hey guys but I'm really like this. okay guys like you gotta say your introduction I know y'all oh 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 okay Kyle you want to go first you want me to go first you can go Blake okay well my name is Blake Martin uh I am a I feel like I'm doing a tour <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm a senior biomedical biomedical engineering major. Um, I am on the pre-med track, uh, so the goal is to go to medical school. So a lot of the things I've gotten involved in have kind of been revolved around that, um, whether it be volunteering at the hospital, um, getting involved in dance marathon, um, and also I'm in a public speaking club, which is really fun, um, getting to like do random spontaneous speeches is a blast. Um, University Ambassadors, of course, um, is a really good outlet um, to, you know, talk about my love for Carolina, um, try to get many people to come here as possible, but more importantly, have like a really solid friend group um, and go along that journey with um, has been a blast. And then the core group of friends that I've become close with over the years is, is my major. We all, we're all pretty tight um, in the engineering computing community. Uh, but, but yeah, that's my four years in Carolina has gone by quick, but it's been a blast, and I def- I guess my 3.67 years at Carolina has gone by quick, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. So, yeah, happy to be podcasting with you guys today, 5 o'clock in the morning. I like this stuff. Woo! <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Um, so I'm Kylie, also a senior. Um, like I mentioned before, I'm a statistics major, and then obviously university ambassador, but then I also – run on the club cross country team in the honors college. And then I'm also in ODK, which is the honors um, like society on campus. Um, So that's been good. And like Blake, wish I could be at USC right now. Um, But it's been, it's been a good ride. Okay. So I have to, I have to say, because I mean, this is the ambassador crew right now. And then it's like everyone, of course, loves USC and Carolina. But mm-hmm. it's no, I I can argue that this is the most passionate group about USC, about Carolina. So how has it been with mm-hmm. this process? I know you touched a little bit on like 
3.6 or 3.7 years that you had on campus. But how is this transition or how have you been affected by the pandemic? Uh, Kyle, you can go first if you want. <laughs> I still got to process it. Um, I think the hardest part for me, and I'm sure it's probably the same for you, Lyric and Blake, just like being a senior, I feel like it's been really hard to get closure on things, which has been kind of frustrating. And so it's kind of weird because like now I'm back home in Maryland and I feel like I didn't get a lot of those goodbyes or like a lot of those like final senior moments that I was looking forward to. So like that's been really, really tough. Um, but also like I guess in terms of like the tour world too we've been giving like virtual tours which has been interesting to do um it's kind of neat that we still get to like talk to prospective students that way but it's just been rough I guess like from a more personal standpoint not getting like those final like ends like like those loose ends tied up and like getting to like say goodbye to everybody so that's been hard for sure that was kind of depressing but yeah that's how I feel <laughs> honest, honest. no I I agree a lot with that Kylie um, I think closure is a good word to describe it. I think, and I think like anticipation is something too. Like I was so looking forward to like the senior banquet, banquet with ambassadors, like my senior design presentation for engineering, get looking forward to like a bunch of baseball games. And like, I've been anticipating all these like little moments throughout, like, I guess, end of junior year and like uh, even fall senior semester. But when it all kind of hit the fan and I realized I wasn't going to have that stuff anymore, I tried to reflect as much as I could um, on like the years and the semesters that I did have. And it made it a little more, I guess, peaceful um, to kind of deal with it. Uh, but it's definitely been tough, especially everything with graduation and chasm holding out and trying to give us a date um, has been pretty nice because uh, a lot of schools, they pretty much canceled theirs already. So that's nice. Hopefully that's like the one, cause that's like the one big event that every senior looks forward to is graduation of course like rock walking across the stage seeing your family afterwards so um but yeah i would say the people like most importantly you're probably the hardest because you can't see them anymore um, like you can see your close friends and your roommates if you have them but of course everything with social distancing and quarantine keeps everyone apart which is super sad yeah i think and I know you mentioned graduation. I'm not sure. Tyler, are you planning to come back too for graduation? Yeah, definitely. Whenever it is, I'll like be there. Okay, cool. But I know like this one big thing, it's a bunch of traditions that just kind of gotten skipped over. I know we just had our uh, banquet virtual, which was amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Like even it being over Zoom, like pasties of the, they tuned in from Ireland. Like what in the <laughs> world? The president, Kaslin, to everyone, just the speech, the toast. I was thoroughly impressed for it being on Zoom, um, how much yeah. um, involvement we still had. But yeah. I thought the speeches were like, I think the, like, I guess a good part about the quarantine too is like, like Blake was saying, like, it's been good to like reflect. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody like, took the time to like reflect on like their four years and like I know I definitely have and like the speeches were just like so much better because of that like I really yeah. think, like out of they all the really venues I've gone to like just everybody like taking that moment for reflection like they were so good like they blew mm. me away I swore I wasn't gonna cry I like am not a crier at all and I 
have never really even cried at any of the other banquets, even though I've been so emotionally invested. And I was like bawling and I was like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> Can I mean, control I, it. Right. And then, but um, like, and I know you said you were kind of involved with virtual tours, but giving that last tour on the mm -hmm. horseshoe and then literally the whole visitor center coming out just to see you say your last words. Yeah. Perspective students. Like, um, how are you, has have you ever thought about that is it just like a internal piece with it or is it a way mm. you're going to do that through a virtual tour How's uh i i it's super i've been doing some virtual tours too and it's super hard of course to replicate like a physical tour from a virtual tour and, and i have thought about it i'd be i'd be lying to say if i didn't think about it uh especially i remember right when it when the coronavirus happened and I remember we got our spring break like extended. I remember one of the first things I thought about was like, I was like, Oh my gosh. It was like the last tour I gave, like, I'm pretty sure it was crap. Like, I don't even know if I did that well. Uh, so that was like one thing I thought about. And then I was like, we're probably not going to go back. And the fact that I, you know, I couldn't have that moment of like the VC coming out and like my friends and uh, meeting me at the top of the horseshoe the conclusion is definitely really sad uh but but yeah i don't know it's it's definitely definitely sad yeah. <laughs> i don't know if i'll come peace with that part yeah i understand but you guys are all both involved in so many different things so even how um this is going back to the basics of and of course i feel like all ambassadors they're ambassadors because they're involved in different things they're student leaders just all around on campus but reflecting on your time at carolina what has been some other leadership positions that you've taken on um in addition to being an ambassador that has major experience worthwhile oh my goodness that's a hard question. Tyler, you took on every position in the visitor center and then some. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. like, both of you guys. Oh, man. I, I guess one thing I did this year was for ODK, I was, like, a vice president of special projects, so on the executive board. And something that we did is we actually, like, ODK got, like, a national grant to, like, do, um, to, like, organize an event at, like, a local middle school. So we went to, um, God, why is the name? Oh, W.G. Sanders Middle School, which is just down the road, like in Columbia. And we went with like a whole group of like a bunch of the ODK leaders and we led them like a small classroom of them in um, like this leadership ethics activity. And so do you remember Lifeboat from recruitment or have yes. you, anybody ever done like Lifeboat? It's like where you have mm -hmm. to like pick out the... Um, different people you want to stay on the boat with so we like led them through that act that activity we did like That's a whole, um like career panel for oh. them um and so it was kind of cool like going into like the local middle school and like getting to interact with those students and like build that relationship and I because I was like special projects I got to help organize that thing and I felt like in my four years I did a lot like within the USC community but it was kind of cool to like go out into the Columbia community so that was mm. definitely like something I really enjoyed um last semester it was stressful planning but like once it all like came together I realized how much like event planning was like like a lot <laughs> um but it was it was a really cool activity 
uh hannah was the question like what other leadership involvement what what, what exactly was it again i'm sorry it was what um out of your other things that you're involved in um and if you happen to have leadership positions like what was something that you probably take away from your time at usc what was a memorable um position mm. or memorable thing that yeah um i'd say probably two things um oh man probably so i a couple like two years ago i was the president of this thing called carolina science outreach and i chose to step away from it because i just needed to take put something like i needed to take something off my list yeah. um, but one of the really cool things and this is actually kind of cool because kylie hit on giving back and kind of He's gone. Oh, no. Oh, no. I think he's probably going to try to come back in soon. But um, while we wait for him, if you want to just say, <laughs> also, like, just one of your, I know, I know this might not mean much, but I do understand how hard it probably is for um, you guys as seniors having the rest of your semester taken away from you, especially as a student, like, as student leaders. So not only, like, did you just, go to the school and go to class and go home, but like you really invested time. Oh, he's coming back. But you really invested time and effort into growing the university, making it better, and then getting twofold any and everything you can out of it. So um, I do, like, my sympathy and empathy goes out to all of you guys. But you're back, Blake. You're back. Yeah, I'm back. Sorry, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I think my headphones, sometimes they, like, they're like, oh, yeah. I don't know, something's wrong with them. But some of the buttons accidentally press or so, I don't know, something weird. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, with Carolina Science Outreach, uh, it's pretty much like a, of course, an outreach program for um, elementary and middle schools. And we would go to different schools in the area and do like science demonstrations and experiments mm -hmm. just to kind of make it cool to want to do science and like STEM related things. Uh, just because it's a lot of times people shy away from it. If you don't really gain an interest early in a field like that, it's really hard to gain an interest later, uh, like in high school or in college. So uh, we would just do like super cool, like Bill and I, the science guy type stuff. Obviously, we're not as cool as him, but uh, <laughs> just getting to interact with the Columbia community was a lot of fun. And uh, even like, of course, you go to school with all these, you know, 20,000 or 26,000, whatever, I don't remember the number right now, of, of college students. But, of course, you're also in the area with, you know, tens of thousands of, you know, middle school and high schoolers, too. Um, like, we are in a bigger city, so getting to take advantage of that was a blast, um, interacting with them and their teachers and stuff. That was really fun. Um, and I'd say another one that was really had, – had a big impact, and I wasn't really expecting it to, um, was – probably the past couple of years uh, in the public speaking club because mm -hmm. like, I saw myself grow in that. Um, and I also saw like a lot of people come out of their shells over the years. Like we'd have some people come in like English isn't their first language, particularly in the engineering department. Um, Cause we have a lot of like TAs and even grad students that um, are from like the middle East or like East Asia, like they're from all over the place. So uh getting to interact with them was a, was a lot of fun and seeing them like go from being almost mute, like they would never talk in any of the meetings to like joking and laughing and, and really 
finding themselves and their personality. So that was really cool um, in the public speaking environment too, just because that is like kind of, it's kind of a scary thing for a lot of people. Yeah. And then I have no idea you were involved with that. Sorry, Hannah. I just like, every time I talk to Blake, I learn something new about him because he never talks about himself. And so <laughs> I'm like sitting here like, what? I didn't know that. That's so right. cool. Like, public, <laughs> like, I'm kind of, I'm intrigued. Like, can you explain a little bit everything? Of course, public speaking, but then you talked about meetings. Do you go places to yeah. speak? Do you speak in front of your, the club or how does it work? Yeah, so the club itself is called Toastmasters, um, and that's like a a world. Uh, I don't know how you describe that. It's like a it's like a world organization. It's not like a local USC thing. They have Toastmasters clubs all over the world, and there's a lot um, in major cities. Uh, and there's a lot, of course, that are kind of con- uh, concentrated near college campuses to get students involved. Um, but of course, if you think about giving a toast, like that's where the name comes from, like becoming a master at giving a toast. Um, but the way the meetings are scheduled, uh, it's pretty much anyone can come in the entire university. The Toastmasters Club at USC is, uh, they have their meetings in Swearingen. So it kind of, it's not very attractive for a lot of people because they might have to travel all the way over to Swearingen or they don't even know where it's at. So if they see it on Garnet Gate, they might not want to do it just because of where it's at. But the way meetings are set up, pretty much it's once – we used to have it once a week, uh, but we switched to once every two weeks this semester. But we have some jokes of the day. Like you can tell a story. You can do whatever you want. We have a word of the day so if someone can go up. So we have like smaller activities if you're like trying to get your feet wet. So you can either tell a joke, and then we have another thing called the grammarian where you can – say the word of the day and like use it in a sentence and everyone else tries to use that word in their speech throughout the meeting which is kind of fun especially if it's like a super like unique like very very odd word like trying to work it in your speech is is, is a challenge sometimes um, and then we have like a motivational thought or like some you know provoking idea of the day um, and everyone gets to kind of ponder and we discuss about it and then after that we have slots for like people wanting to do speeches so the first speech is pretty it's called an icebreaker it's pretty much about yourself you can talk about anything you want whether it be your upbringing your likes your dislikes your passions you know what makes you tick so it's pretty much free game and then speeches two through ten there's kind of like a an outline for what things you you should focus on Um, and it kind of gives you like a guide in our little handbook um, to show you like which speeches you know, are working on uh, the punctuation or which speeches are working on hand movement or which speeches are working on organization. So you kind of get to do it, you know, in that way. And that honestly helped my tour out a lot too, just because uh, whether it be being more punctual, being more organized or like move using my hands is, is more or as less as I should. Um, but yeah, Toastmasters is, is a lot of fun. Yeah. I haven't been very, um, sorry, I, I'm typically very vocal. I was trying to like um, sort out some of the fundraising stuff, but I've always okay. admired what y'all do as ambassadors. Um, I think that was always really cool. Like that's one of the only things like I ever got to do. Um, I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know that university ambassadors was a thing until I was a junior. And I was like, it's a little late. Um, <laughs> I just always felt like the stuff that y'all do is extremely cool. And then like the, the fact that y'all are so involved and like, all parts of campus and I think like it really adds like to the tours that you're able to give and the perspective mm-hmm. you're able to offer um to prospective students and I just always like really admired that Thanks. thank you for that that's very kind 
<laughs> yeah, I feel like I hear that from like a good good amount of people who are either like really involved with like dance marathon or student government. They're like, oh, like ambassadors is like the one thing like I kind of wanted to do. But like, if you don't get plugged in like freshman or sophomore year, like you were saying, like, it's kind of harder as you get older. Mm. But um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's obviously been my favorite part of being on campus. So <laughs> I think, okay, so you know how we all use each other's jokes and stories or whatever, but what's going to be the one joke slash mayor or story oh. that you're going to miss telling um, from your tour? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, that is a good question, Hannah. Oh, man, I'm like running through my stops in my head. I'm yeah, like, so hey, humanity side of campus. <laughs> uh, Russell. Um... I can go first. Um, okay. This is just the first one that popped to my mind. So I'm like, I'll just share it. So this is a story I feel like I tell people even just like not on my tour, but it's basically half of my horseshoe stop. I don't even point out half the buildings on the horseshoe anymore. I just kind of tell the story. But <laughs> when I was actually tour training, my ambassador mom at the time, Taylor, kind of held like a little mini workshop for us out there, like on a Sunday afternoon. Um, and we walked around campus and we were practicing our tour stops. And then in the middle of like us kind of practicing or like standing next to the president's house, um, this older couple came up to us. They were probably like my grandparents' age, you know, like maybe 60s, 70s. And they came up and they were like, oh, like, what are you guys doing? Like, are you students here? And we're like, yeah, like, we're training to be tour guides. And they were like, oh, that's wonderful. Like, what years are you? What are you studying? Like, started getting to, like, know us. Like, these are, like, complete strangers, you know? And, like, we started to then, like, get to know them. And we found out that their names were Herman and Maria Cox, which I just thought was funny. That was like, their last That is name. funny. And Herman had gone here, like, so many years ago and studied in the pharmacy school, um, he owned a drugstore in the Columbia area for like over 30 years. And oh, sorry, keep in mind, this is like second semester of my freshman year. Like I'm the first one ever to come to Carolina. Um, and so then he's telling me his um, son or his grandson was now like a second or a third generation student in the pharmacy school at USC. They had actually gone to a family friend's wedding in Rutledge Chapel like a few years prior. And they wow. just kept like explaining like all these connections they had to USC and how their favorite thing, like I guess they had recently stole, sold the drugstore, but their favorite thing in retirement was to just on like any maybe Sunday afternoon, not every Sunday, but some Sundays, they would just come and walk around the horseshoe and talk to current students and just like stay plugged in with campus and I just I don't that's know that's like, so cool a freshman and like being the first one out of my family to come here that just like showed me like how deep the Carolina pride ran and I could just like tell like you know there's the like saying like you know you're a Gamecock for a short time or a student for a short time but the Gamecock for a lifetime and like they just like totally embodied that and so I think that's like really applicable now too with the whole thing. Yeah, that's that, awesome. That were, and so I would, that would be like half my horseshoe stop and it would be towards the end of my tour. And cool. I, I would just love telling it. Cause I'm like, this is like, like the pride is like a real thing, not just like on football days or March madness or whatever it was. It's like random Sunday afternoons. It's still there. So, yeah. Dang. That's really cool. Kylie. Thanks. I love that story. <laughs> One story or joke. That's crazy. Like, and that was while you're trying to get certified like you yeah did... that was like my freshman year so like that's three... prime time like oh yeah, yeah. four perfect. years ago four like formation you know. yeah 
Dang, that's awesome. Mine's not as cool as that. Whatever it's about to be, I still don't know what it's going to be. I think telling this may maybe not be a joke. I'm really sorry. I, I'm not going to answer your question straight on. Uh, but probably telling visitors about the final four is what I'll miss because they could just tell like my face lit up and I just got super giddy about it. And probably honestly doing the clapping circle because I do the clapping circle. I've done it every single tour. Really? And, yeah, I've done it every single tour. It's like the, I, It's like the favorite part of my tour. And it's also really cool when you have a lot of prospective students that you can sometimes kind of tell that their parents just dragged them on the tour or maybe they're not it's like really early if I was on an early shift and they just do not want to be there. Like that was the stop that like got them engaged. And that was the stop that like got them interested if they weren't already interested just because it's like a very spontaneous thing to do. And spontaneity seems to like lighten people up sometimes. So I'll miss doing that and telling people about the final four. And I would, of course would probably make like little dad jokes at every single stop. So it's kind of hard to pick one. Yeah, I'm now thinking about it. It's kind of like for the final four. I mean, now it's going to be like people like me, the ambassadors like me who talk about it in like second hand, you know, mm -hmm. but the last class who really experienced that, the fountain and five points and the fountain in front of like P2 is yeah. graduating now. So it's really the story. Um, if it's told, it's going to be through second hand instead of like a first hand experience, which is crazy to even think about. Yeah, and it's even more sad because the girls are probably going to go back to the final four and it's mm -hmm. going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It'll I would say it on every year. one of my tours. I'd be like, yeah, like, I'm hoping it's going to come full circle senior year. I'm hoping to be yeah. in that camp. I just knew. One or two months. <laughs> I just knew it was going to go. Yeah, they were definitely going to win it. They were, they're they're too good. Yeah. Wow. Don actually came on earlier. I know. I watched for, like, oh, yeah. and again, like, one of those, like, 10-minute spans. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, cool. Like, uh, Don Staley's yes. on. That was so neat. <laughs> She talked a little bit about it, and she was expressing, like, um, her concerns about, like, even publicity as far as the girls in the media, they're being number one, but for a lot of media sources in ESPN, they weren't really recognized as much as, like, UConn and other um, other schools, and so she expressed that, but we, we, we reassured her that we have all trust in her mm. and the women's basketball team, so... If, yeah. they, if the pandemic took it from us this year, then next year, I'm mm. going to be at Allen, So, <laughs> Yeah, I think they're going to go get it next year. I really do. But um, as we've been telling all of our guests, um, this is as fun, much fun as we're having. This is all for charity. So we've had people give as much as $1. We've have, had people give as much as $250. So uh, click the link and give to the U of SC COVID-19 relief fund. Um, every little bit counts. We are now at, I'll do a little shake. That's what I've been fiddling with this entire time. Um, we are currently at $1,316.01. Nice. Um, Heck yeah. Yeah. So, I'll definitely do that. We are 
Um, so thankful that you guys came on. Um, and thankful, thank you. Uh, I know like as seniors, it's really hard, but thank you for your service to this university. Um, as university ambassadors, y'all really are the first line of defense for um, <laughs> all of our f future Gamecocks. And um, I think like a lot of times y'all go, y'all are really unsung heroes, a lot of the work that y'all do. And it's, um, it's so thankful. So I, I mean, it's so good and it's so necessary. And even though like y'all probably won't get the swan song that y'all deserve, like um, truly this university is better because of your leadership. Oh, that's so kind. <laughs> Makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, that is so kind. Thank you. I have I have three more quick questions, and it's, some are rapid fire, and some one is like a memory. But the first one is, of course, and we always ask this: horseshoe or horseshoe or um, Gibbs. Yeah. Mm, Gibbs gang. No, not two Gibbs. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh no! Nice. All the way. I did not know you said at the end. I, when I say my horse, I was like, end. <laughs> but oh my goodness. Okay. And then favorite shift. Favorite time to do shift. Oh. Oh wow. I was a big Monday morning girl for a while because I like being from like out of state. I liked getting those out of staters on either Monday or Friday, but I'd rather work Monday. But I don't know. I was on Thursday two to three or two to three, two to five this semester. And Thursday afternoons were fun. Like really? you still get the people coming in for the weekend, but it wasn't slammed like Friday and Monday. So you'd get to know like the other ambassadors on your shift. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you ever have the chance, Hannah, Thursday two to five. It's a good time. I'm looking through it. <laughs> yeah, I was I was gonna say actually the same thing, but not two to five but Thursday 8 30 to 11 30 I had that like two semesters ago I think and it kind of was the same thing like where you have like a little bit of it was like kind of crowded but more importantly I, like I like love just sitting and talking to other ambassadors on my shift and of course I assume visitors come in we'd have to not not like we have to stop talking whatever but like getting to know the rookies a little more getting to know my coaches a little more on my shift uh, was, was definitely a lot of fun because I had Thursdays, 8.30, 7.30 twice. One is a rookie and one is a coach, which was a lot of fun. And then I had Wednesdays this past semester. Wednesdays was actually kind of cool. I enjoyed Wednesdays, but Thursdays is probably my favorite. Yeah, I think of all the ones I've had, all of the people are great, but it's more of just the timing and picking yeah. up the pace. Like I know I was in painting. I don't know why I, I chose Tuesdays this semester but i only had fridays and mondays until this semester when i chose tuesday and it was just such a different feel um barely like pulling teeth to get a tour because i mean not a lot of people tour on a yeah. tuesday um and so that was different i and it was crazy because my freshman year i only had fridays and then first semester sophomore year i had a good shift on monday and so I low-key, I had to freshen up on my um, VC skills. I was like, I don't know how to, like, the, <laughs> yeah. phone, the phone's ringing. Like, so the phone's ringing, guys. <laughs> like, I don't know. How do I like, answer yeah. this? Yeah. No, really. But I think if I could choose, I really loved Friday 12 to 3. I loved it. Like, the first, my That's first a shift semester, I it was Friday. Yes, my first semester was Friday 2 to 5. And it was great because it was busy, but also it's like, Oh, it's five o'clock now, and I'm on campus. You know, 
So 12 to 3, I think it's the perfect in-between stage of like, ah, oh, this is a great shift. And it's, okay, it's 3 o'clock and I'm done today. <laughs> and then, yeah. okay, I say I would leave with the, your, what's going to be your favorite memory, um, your favorite memory since coming to USC. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> You're hitting us with the hard ones, Hannah. Yeah. Make, us <laughs> like make it time. count. This is the last one. Oh, geez. There were so many. Literally so many. Oh, man. This is going to take a second to think about. I guess while I'm thinking, I'll bring up one just in case something else comes up. Pretty generic. We've already discussed it, but... I like to – I'll describe the, describe my Final Four celebration uh, in vivid de- more vivid detail. And I, this is kind of how I explain it on my tour stops. Uh, so, I think after the guys beat Duke, that's when we had our first big celebration. And with the girls, of course, everyone was expecting them to win. It was just like, how much are they going to win by? And if they – like, when are they going to play? Like, someone – like, one of the Blue Bloods and the women's – college basketball like Baylor or UConn or something um, but after the guys beat Duke um, I remember me and my roommate were watching it in our in Bates West and we had like our whole hall was in one room watching and it was an absolute blast even our RM was in there we had like 20 something people in one room crowded around one little TV um, but after the guys beat Duke uh, we like ran as fast as we could because we saw like on Snapchat that people were like assembling around the fountain and we ran as fast as we could to T Coop. And I always describe it on my tours. Like if I ask visitors, if they've seen world war Z and they're like, Oh yeah, like Brad Pitt. I'm like, all right. So just imagine like a bunch of zombies running like that, but instead like very energetic, excited college students. And that's literally what I felt like. It was like me and my roommate, and all of our friends, and then plus, like, all the South Quad, East Quad, Cliff Apartment people, like, all running up to the T-Coop, and it was so much fun. And by the time we got there, there were, of course, already, like, thousands of students inside the fountain, outside the fountain. There were, like, those – there was, like, a group of people with those T-Rex – inflatable T-Rex costumes around the <laughs> fountain. It was so weird. And just, like, high-fiving and hugging random people that I've never met before in my entire life. Like, guys come up to me and be like, I love you, man. Like, this is the greatest day ever. Like, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, we we just beat Duke. And then, of course, like, the fountain became a celebration spot for the, you know, subsequent victories for the guys and the girls. And it was just, ugh, it was a blast. I would do anything to have lived in that moment. I That's literally the one moment I'm like, that would happen <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was like cool being a freshman too, because like we were all on campus, so we were all like mm-hmm. right there. And I was like the same as Blake. Like we had fifteen people from my hall all packed in my room, and it was weird because like the first half, no one really thought we were gonna win that Duke game, but then like so like generally like it was just me and my roommate, and then like a couple other people in my room, but then like 
after halftime when it started looking like, okay, we really have a chance, then like slowly, like more people started to like trickle into my room. And then all of a sudden, like there were 15 of us and we were screaming. Like some of my friends were in their pajamas and they had to like change out of their pajamas, like like USC t-shirts and we were running down the hall and oh, it was, that was good. That was definitely one of my top memories too. I think this might be one of my favorites. It's so hard to pick, but mm-hmm. I don't know. So my junior year, so our junior year, and then your sophomore year, Hannah, we played Missouri. Um, it was like a home game. It was also like family weekend. So my parents were in town, which was awesome. But I don't know if you guys remember that game. It was literally like 90 oh, degrees. Yeah. It was so hot. And then yeah. – we like I was debating on leaving at halftime because like my parents had the tailgate spot outside. We were like, oh, we could just go chill there. We could like pack up and like go home. Like it was that hot, and I usually stay for the whole game. So for us to be like debating that was like a big deal because we were not playing well at all. But then we were like, okay, we'll like stay through halftime. We'll see what happens. And then at the beginning of the third quarter, then all of a sudden the entire sky opened up out of nowhere and it started pouring. Yeah. And we were, it wasn't like, I always tell, like, I tell this story on my tours too, but I always say like, it's not like it was just raining. Like we were soaked to the bone, like pouring. Yeah. But then people, the like football team started to play like a whole lot better. And I was like, yes, like, you know, now we're cooled off. Like we're playing better. We're going to win. Um, and then with about five minutes left in the game, we were about to get the ball back or driving or something like that. And then the announcer came on the loudspeaker and was like, you all have to leave the stadium. There's been a lightning warning. And to me, I was like, oh my gosh, like we've been here for what, three and a half hours? Like this is like been insane, but we're like, no, we're loyal fans. Like we're going to stay. And so luckily, like, again, it was family weekend. So I went out to my friend's tailgate with Blake. You came with me actually. Yeah. A whole bunch of ambassadors. And then like a couple of my like, like roommate friends and then like, 10 ambassadors came out to like my parents tailgate spot we waited out there for like an hour which just like was fun in in of itself because we were all just like hanging out and then I remember going back into the stadium because at this point it had been like what four four and a half hours since kickoff and I was like oh there's not gonna be that many students there like a lot of people probably went home like a lot of people probably didn't have anywhere to go when they left the stadium like whatever you know and I remember we went back in there and there were still a ton of people mm-hmm. and we won, we were so loud and we won that game at the last minute. And I just like that game and like March Madness and then the game where we beat Georgia were like top three, like most pride, like moments, you know, yeah. you know, like when our women's Those team won awesome. freshman year, like going to that parade, that was like, top. oh yeah, that game junior year. And then like when we beat Georgia, but like, I just remember loving that game. Cause it was literally a five hour ordeal and like everyone was still there and cheering and excited even like through the bad weather. So I love that. That was a good memory. Probably my favorite home game ever. Kylie, it almost felt like it was like louder with less people in there than it was I don't know it was really it was like an eerie (laughs) feeling it was so cool and then I just want um especially as ambassadors like we give tours to prospective students so a lot of the people it's not all of them that come here they've taken a tour from one of us um ambassadors and so um 
having them going through this time, they're getting like their graduation completely, most of them taken away from them and no prom, things of that nature. And then coming to the uncertainty of not knowing what this fall will look like. Do you guys have any advice for the students that probably led to come to <laughs> the place that you love to call home for your four years? Oh, that's such a good question. And it's like my, yeah. I have a younger brother who's a senior. And so he's not really getting prom. They still haven't called off his graduation yet, but I mean, it's probably going to be called off. So like, I kind of see it happening too. It's weird because we're both home, we're both seniors, but like one's in college, one's in high school. Yeah. But I think like, I guess my piece of advice, like what I'll tell him, what I'll tell like any other people, I always say this again, I feel like I'm being cliche because I'm like, oh, I say this on my tours, but I really do. And this is like, my biggest piece of advice, I always tell my prospective students, no matter where you guys end up going to school, so for literally any freshman, um, whenever they do get to campus, whether it's in the fall 2021, I always say get involved, like right out of the gate. And I'm sure you guys are like the same way, because like, that's where, like, I know we've met a lot of our best friends. That's where like, I've built like the most connections where I've grown the most. Like I always just say, get involved, like pick out five different things. Don't stick with all five. If you don't love all five, you know, a lot of times you might only end up sticking with one or two, but get involved when you get to campus. Cause that'll make, you know, this place feel more like home, especially if you didn't get to visit it, especially if you didn't get to get that summer orientation. Um, so that would probably be my piece of advice. Yeah, that's really good, Kylie. I think mine would be, probably to I guess cling tight to the memories that you did make the previous like four years um, for all the high schoolers uh, and just reflect on everything you've you've done and all like the positive memories you've had like all the even maybe the negative ones the stuff that you've had to learn from uh, and then most importantly like try to look forward to the next four years or if, you know hopefully if they if they come to USC, that'd be great. But even if not, like we say in our tours, I'm sure a lot of us, uh, like hopefully they can find their home. Uh, just because I think no matter how much fun you think high school is, college is always better. Like it is just exponentially better. So just, yeah, cling tight to the memories you had. But most importantly, look forward because you're going to have the best four years of your life once coronavirus uh, doesn't start or stop kicking our butt. So. As a senior, I definitely agree with both of those. I mean, getting involved was the best thing, like, I've ever done. And I mean, like, I thought, like, uh, high school, I hated high school for the most part, but I love marching band. But, like, college blew high school out of the water. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, once again, thank you all so much for your service to this university, and thank you so much for coming on. I know it is 5.47 a.m., which is crazy. But we're so thankful that you all decided to come on today. Um, and... I hope, like, your next chapter is great. I mean, I know for most of us, we don't know what's next um, in the midst of this corona crisis. Um, and if you do know what's next, you're doing better than me. But um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's next. I don't either. <laughs> uh, but we're really so excited that y'all came on. Uh, thank you, guys. For the last yeah, minute, you. too. It was like laughing last night. I was like, oh, I'm just going to throw this in there. Hopefully someone likes it. Yeah, no, thanks for thinking of us and go yeah. you guys for putting this all together. Like this has been like, like I said, I've been like tuning in and it's been fun to watch. It's been like, obviously for a great cause. So good for you guys just being leaders, especially like in times like these, I've personally found it really hard to still like keep up with my leadership positions and you guys are going above and beyond. So keep it up, keep, 
keep kicking butt till 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I would echo what Kylie said. I think this is really awesome. Um, I I definitely tip my hat off to you guys for doing this. Um, and Lyric, I, we've never met, but I've like I your name. I've heard your name so many times over the years. It's like your presence is known on campus. <laughs> Just know that, yeah, in, in the best way possible. Um, and I, and you and Hannah heading this up is. Uh, what Kylie said, tremendous. I won't go on too long, but echoing what she said, I think this is awesome, and it's been a lot of fun. So thank you guys for having us. Yeah, thanks for thanks for thinking of us. It's been fun. First podcast checked off. Checked off. Can't wait to see all that you guys do. You always, of course, will be a part of the Ambassador family. But with that, I I will see you guys later. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good Bye. Luck. You guys got it. See you. Bye. Thank you so much. Of course, stay strong. But we just added Dr. Ann Edwards. Um, Dr. Edwards, can you hear us? I can. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? It's going. Okay. Logistically wise, great. I mean, yes, we had a few bumps in the road. Um, Lyric lives in 21 Oaks. The power went out. And so then I became a host for like half of a um guest episode but then she got power right when she was about to go move to different locations but besides that everything is going great it's just this is the prime hour to wear that energy yeah yeah um, keep it up keep it up ladies then having like to reconfigure the schedule a little bit so like heather brant sent me an email at 506 a.m and was like i didn't see you email me oh um, she was just like can you get me on and i was like okay so i was like so she just got off. So we had, yeah, uh, I was just had, listening to her. Yeah, she had like I've been a, following y'all. Yes, she's had like a twenty minute slot. So we've been on. I like so this is our. We're going into our fourteen. Um, it's impressive. So we are. Going I'm to- thankful that um, I I miss the um, the singing episodes or the hours. <laughs> Thank. Thank you for not inviting me during that segment. We were thinking about it. We were thinking about it. We, <laughs> we were like, you know what? Stop. Like, there was a free stop. My brother came on and dropped a line for us. Um, my brother and my sister were on a, on a on episode. Like, there's been a lot. Like, my mom gave Hannah a shout out. There was a lot going There's been a lot going on. Um, I think what we did talk about in one of the early episodes, we were uh, we were talking about what are we excited to see. Um, I, yeah, at the twelve hour mark, we were talking about what we were excited to see in the second half. And I said I was really excited um, for you to come on actually, because I think a lot of students like they see these student life programs that they run that they love so much that really make their college experience, but they don't know that you're really like the person behind it all. Um, and so they don't really know who you are, Dr. Edwards. So. I, I thought that it was really cool for you to finally kind of introduce yourself to the world. Um, and yes. because I, I mean, like a lot of times, like, you know, like we, we get to talk to you all the time, but a lot of other people don't get to uh, know the great person you are. So um, introduce yourself. Awesome. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. Um, I'm Anna Edwards and I serve as the AVP for student life at USC and I am in my um, 15th year Um, working at USC professionally and grew up in a small town in North Carolina, Western North Carolina, Lenore, Um, the oldest of three girls from a 
white collar family. Dad owned a lumber company and we spent a lot of time out in the woods. I think that's part of why I love being outside so much. Um, one thing that many students do know about me that I tried to uh, just put out there early is that I did go to that other school in the state for undergrad. I know we all, we all have a journey and that's, <laughs> that's usually the way I, I talk about it, that we all have a story and we all have our path and my path took me to Clemson. Um, interestingly, I was going to be a nurse. And so that's why I went to Clemson. Yeah. My high school best friend went to Clemson for a campus tour and said, it is not for me, but I think it would be something, a place you would find, um, you know, that you would like small town seemed to be in the mountains, which is kind of where I like to, to have my place. Um, and so I went there for four years, had a great experience as a student leader, um, had an opportunity to work on political campaigns, to work, um, I was a president of my sorority, um, and political science and communications is kind of how I found my, my place when nursing. Um, it was my first semester, and I often tell students that, um, you know, again, we all have a journey, and we all have those bumps in the road, and my bump was freshman year. I took four sciences. I took psychology, sociology, biology, and chemistry. Yes, and so that was my realization that nursing was not for me. I had a 1.75 my first semester. Ooh. I know, was on academic probation, um, and so can definitely sympathize with many of our students who struggle that first semester and just finding their way, finding their place, uh, finding their voice on campus, but also managing the academic um, expectations. So. Uh, found my way into political science, like many, many students do, thought I was going to go to law school and um, <laughs> had a lot of great experiences, but I didn't end up in law school. Uh, worked for um, a couple years before coming back to USC for graduate school. Met my husband, who is now my husband, interning in D.C. So Washington, D.C. is a very important place for us because we we met there and um, again thought I was going to return back to DC but he was from South Carolina and so I felt um, compelled to come back to graduate school and so I loved being on college campuses I loved the opportunity to um, get to know college students that was kind of the group that I um, felt where I could make my greatest impact and so came back um, to the University of South Carolina and was only intending to be there for um, two years for the master's in higher ed and student affairs position and had an assistantship in fraternity and sorority life, lived in South Tower, um, which is sometimes uh, something students don't know. Um, actually, we, we got married and we moved into South Tower together. Um, so I think before South Tower was co-ed, he might have been one of the first males to live in South Tower. How did you um, so he found that actually to be quite entertaining. It was the sorority residence hall. And so he was into all of the activities that uh, many of our college women were dealing with during the, I guess that was 2002, 2003. Um, and, and really intended to leave South Carolina after my graduate program and, and move on. But um, have had a really incredible opportunity to, to grow as a person, to grow as a leader, um, and to watch our campus change over the last 15 years, really, um, as a professional. And 
um, you know, I, I find it to be one of the, the greatest um, opportunities of my life to, to lead the Department of Student Life. I'm fairly new into this role. I'm going into my third year as the AVP. I spent 10 years as a director of student services and learned a lot about the university, learned a lot about how things got done, learned a lot about um, students and how to work with students to, to create change on campus or to help help students get done what they want to get done. Um, and so I've, um, it's been a great, a great ride and I love South Carolina and even threw on a little bit of Garnet today yeah. just to remind myself how much I love Garnet. Um, but I mean, huh? Oh, sorry. You can go. No, please go. Luke said earlier that he wants to see you and President Castlin get into like a race because he said that he thinks that y'all can go y'all can go toe for toe as far as like the athletics. <laughs> oh, wow. Who said that? Luke. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't think President Caslin runs. He does a lot of burpees and pull-ups and that's not my style. <laughs> okay. You said you were in a sorority. What sorority were you in? Kappa Kappa Gamma. Okay. Yeah. And worked for him for a year after I uh, finished at Clemson and traveled to 33 college campuses across North America, um, working with their chapters and um, did that during 9-11, which I know is hard to go back there. Um, but it was a really, um, a really impactful year for me to, to be on the road, to be somewhat living alone um, during that during that crisis in our country and and figuring out how to how to rebound. I actually have a question. So um, we we have plenty of conversations. I like have had plenty of conversations over the last year and a half. Like <laughs> Doctor Edwards knows like most of the inner workings of my brain. Um, but I, I think like one thing that I've noticed, like um, as we switch digitally, like and almost everybody Zoom calls is either their dogs or their kids. Um, but one thing that I think that has always been so fascinating about you is that you have a very influential um, position at the university, and but you're also a wife and you're a mom and you commute every day um, from Chapin, and I mean like you manage to. I mean, like as student leaders, you're always there for us, but at the same time, like you're always have to be there for your kids too. I mean, your husband, and I mean, like we've seen your, your husband, your kids sometimes on campus at different events um, and things of that nature. I mean, in addition to still being active in the community um, and involved in other organizations, I mean, still being active. Um, I mean, you're still an active alum for Clemson and I mean, and things of that nature. So I just have a question, like, how like how do you eventually I mean like that's one of the things like I think I'm I've always been like most not scared of for like growing up but like I mean wanting to have quote-unquote it all and like how do you truly balance that and is it ever really possible to have it all or so I always wanted to ask you that Hmm. great question um I don't think you can ever have it all I mean I think you have to define what having it all is for you um, and then maybe if, if it fits within that definition, then you for yourself can say, yeah, I, I do have it all. And for me, family is 
very important. I know we've talked about that a lot, Lyric, over the time we've gotten to know each other, that uh, family is important, but also I'm very driven as a professional and as a woman in this field where um, it's hard to find your seat at the table and hard to get that seat at the table. And sometimes family can um, impact your ability to get there. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud to have three, three kids that I have the opportunity to help shape and help develop into contributing uh, members of our society and, and gr- hopefully great people. Um, you know, I, I find balance to be a very interesting term, particularly right now when we're doing everything virtually and um, we're, we're trying to, to make it all work. So I'm currently trying to homeschool three kids, 13 to four. So the four-year-old is, is probably the one we're challenged with the most because his attention span is about 30 minutes. Um, and every Zoom meeting is about an hour. Um, but I think it's important as women, particularly that in whatever field we're in, that we have to determine what, what we want out of, our, out of our life. And if we want a family, if we want a career, then we've got to make choices where we can make those things intersect. And um, I think it's all about who your partner is as well. If you're, if you're able to have a partner and that's important to you, having that person to help balance and share those priorities or those um, you know, desires that you want to have. Um, you know, my, my husband, partner in crime, um, is someone that, that helps me do what, what I do, um, because I couldn't do it without him because we, we definitely share, share the, the responsibility of parenting and, um, all the things that come with that. Um, but I'm a very, you know, when I set my mind to something and, um, decide that I want to do something, then it's really hard to, to, keep me from doing that. And um, I think how I've um, grown professionally and, and how I've um, made this um, kind of interwoven my, my family and my professional life is, I mean, there've been sacrifices as well. I mean, I don't get to everything I need to get to for my kids. And I also don't get to everything that I want to get to for my job um, because that's just, those are the decisions you have to make. But I think you have to set your priorities. You have to know what's really important to you. Um, and then you just have to make it work and you have to make sacrifices along the way to, to make it work. Um, and I know you two will be in that, that position, whether it's, you know, sooner or later, um, but where you have to really start making some decisions on how do you, what do you really want out of, this life that we have and how do you want to make a difference and how do you want to help contribute? And, um, you know, there are days where it is, it is ugly, (laughs) particularly these days. Um, you know, it's really hard and, um, but life is hard and, you know, we've got a great opportunity to, um, to really help kids and college students navigate a pandemic. And, um, again, I think it's a really incredible responsibility that, that I have and many others have, and um, it's, it's all about teamwork. If I'm not mistaken, like, weren't you pregnant while you were p- finishing off your doctoral program? And, I was. And working a full-time job at the same, I mean, yeah. How was yeah. that? Hats off to you. That's Thank absolutely you. incredible. And my, my research was on um, white men 
and their uh, drinking patterns in fraternities. So I did this whole study on masculinity and alcohol and um, of course found out I was carrying a male. Um, so that was fascinating. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I put my mind to something, I'm, I'm pretty determined that I'm going to finish it. So I finished data collection the day that I left work for maternity leave. And then I know like you're like motivated to where you said you put, if you put your mind to something, you will complete it. But how is it not just getting, checking off the boxes, but even just balancing? So how is it like, do you have to have like a clear cutoff time or is there sometimes where do you give something up for something else? Of course, family is totally different, but still with all that you're involved in, and especially in that time with doctoral degree, having a full-time job, and then carrying a child, how is it? Is it sometimes difficult? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's very difficult. And every day, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that um, my team knows that I like to know a lot that's going on. And I think at times, you know, and right now you're just consumed by everything and, and can almost be over consumed by the details. And, um, you know, I, I think where I have to check myself is I have to trust others and I have to trust that um, we've got a team of people in place who share the same values that share the same outcomes and, um, and, and share the, the responsibility, whether that's in work or that's family or that's volunteer, um, on May the 7th, I will assume the presidency of the Junior League of Columbia, which is a volunteer organization here in Columbia that um, supports uh, healthy kids and families in our community in the Midlands and um, has given a great deal of, of money and volunteer time to Richland One and also to um, associated programs in this community. And when you think about the responsibilities that come with that on top of uh, family and job, but again, there's a team in place. It's not about the person at the top. It's not about the person in the role. Um, it's about using your team to achieve what needs to be achieved. And um, I, I think to be a leader, you have to rely on the people around you um, because you, you can't do it all. I mean, it's not humanly possible for everybody to do everything they want to do. And I mean, you'd be pulling 24-hour up all nights all the time. <laughs> and I don't think you all want to do that all the time. Um, but I do think it's using your team and, and balancing and, and prioritizing those things in your life. Um, after such a, like, uh, you've been at USC, is, is over 20 years now? Over no, just short. 17 if I count grad school. Yeah. Okay. So 17 years. Um, so what is your favorite, like, I know you probably have tons. I know, like you said, the cab trip is one of your favorite things to, um, to do with students. But um, what are some of your favorite memories, I think, um, from USC, whether it's grad school or, I mean, just certain, well, you know what, I'll make it easier. Since assuming the AVP role, what's been some of your favorite memories? And that'll make it easier. Oh, well. Um, I think reimagining First Night Carolina, 
Um, that has been one of my, that was one of my responsibilities when I um, was first hired. Um, I was first hired in this job that was kind of a special project, do a little bit of everything. And I had some events and one of the events was First Night Carolina. That's where I learned the alma mater and the fight song. So you can be proud of that. I, I can do both of those things. I won't do them live right now, but I can do those things. Um, but reimagining First Night Carolina um, was something that I had had on my list for a long time. Um, but there was a, a strong connection to the football stadium and a strong connection to what football does for the traditions of first year students. Um, but I felt really strongly that the horseshoe and the Russell house and building a sense of community um, closer into campus was, was really important. And we had heard that from students um, and um, you know, I felt like we needed to try it and, um, it, that event still, I mean, it gives me chills thinking about it. Uh, just the energy on the horseshoe, um, the excitement of first year students. And when I think about fall, um, and I think about how events like that could possibly change in this new environment we're in it, that makes me really sad, um, because it, it's so much about the Gamecock spirit that has kept me here for so long. And, um, just how special that is in that event. And um, that is definitely one of my favorite memories and um, making that a reality. I mean, the students and this, the team that made that happen. Um, I just, I look forward to, to that day every year. Yeah, we were on, on the call with uh, Dr. William Tate. We were giving him some tips about traditions and everything. He asked us, he turned the Turned the mic on us. Was like, what are y'all's favorite suggestions? And we couldn't choose. Like, there's too many to choose from. But um, we narrowed it down to two I, um, for each person. And I said, my my first night Carolina. And I think that was the was that the first time that it was um, changed to that setting. So I guess I we were the prototype trial. Right. And when I tell you, I was like, this how you this is you this is college like. It was setting the standard high. Like this is college. I don't know. Like I can't even choose how much food truck I want to get food from. Yeah. Pelicans is over there. Fireworks and DJ. I don't even. It was <laughs> amazing. And then um, this year, this past year, um, we were gonna talk like neither of us were freshmen this year, but we definitely made an appearance. She spoke and hosted, but and then I just made an appearance as a regular student at first night Carolina. Like it was that what the what you guys did an amazing job I don't know what it was before but I just know that is the time like and technically like of course freshmen move in and it's that night but for upperclassmen you really have to be in tune like because classes don't start until a little bit later so it's like okay but when is first night Carolina so for students upperclassmen to be so in tune or enjoy that um, experience so much to where they will come to campus early in order to experience that before classes I think says a lot. I will say that I I've experienced I've been to four four for I've been to every single first night Carolina since mm-hmm. I've been a student. Um so like my first one it wasn't all that it would always be like you know the teams come out etc it's a little raw then there'd be like a little weird comedian at the end everybody and then like uh my so like my freshman year was kind of like ah um and then my sophomore year, I volunteered for some, I was getting some community service hours, but um, it actually, like, that ended up being one of my favorite, it, 
it ended up being one of my favorite USC memories, not mm-hmm. from when I actually went through First Night Carolina, but it was just because of like your year. I didn't even know you yet, Hannah, but um, I that was my first real night as an RN. So like I met with my residents like 10 minutes before walking them on the horseshoe. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I went and go, I went and stood um, over by all the other upperclassmen who were trying to see what's going on because, you know, Taylor and Charlotte um, were hosting. And so I kind of hung out by them. And then I was like, oh, this is nice. And then um, Courtney, um, that was, I met Courtney like the week before at RM training. And she was just like, so this is the trick for First Night Carolina and how you present this to your residents. She said, y'all have to act like it's always been like this. Like y'all have to act like it's always been lit. Y'all gotta act like First Night Carolina has always been jumping. Don't talk about what happened last year or the year before. You gotta act like it's always been the best thing in the world. And so like we, we acted like it was always the best thing in the world. And then this year was just a blast. Um, hosting, me and, me and Luke ran off for like a, uh, an hour to TOs and oh my god um and then we came the search party for you and then we came back um for the food trucks um I got Luke to sneak in line for me and get me some sliders from home team there was a little dance party I mean I'm talking about I'm old 21 years old out here and with pushing kids out the way to get a donut and (laughs) it was was a beautiful experience y'all really did that um, I also have, I, I know I ask, I ask um, Dr. Pruitt this all the time, um, and I've asked uh, several other people, um, after a long career in student affairs, I, I don't think much could surprise you until, I mean, a pandemic happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so how do you, like, I mean, like, there's no, like, class that can prepare you for something like this or anything. How are you, um, even as experienced as you are, like, how are you learning to innovate and still find new ways to engage and um, just find new ways to do kind of like your old job, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's been the last six or seven weeks. And um, fortunately for, for the leaders in student life and many in student life, we've been really thinking about how we reimagine what we do anyway, you know, how we serve more students, how we do it in innovative and new ways, how we look for opportunities to, um, to, to truly innovate. And this, I guess we can call it an opportunity. The pandemic has given us a, 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 an ability to refocus our, our energies and, and refocus what our work is. And, you know, I think in order you know, to, to continue innovating, um, we've really got to think about, again, what do we do and what's our, our purpose in the Department of Student Life? And then how do we, how do we engage students? How do we help understand what students want? And so much of what we do in the Department of Student Life is spending time with students, understanding how we make their experience the best it can be. And, um, you know, I think our innovation comes from hearing from students like you and your peers, reading about what other campuses are doing or watching what, you know, K-12 is doing, um, you know, just to, to find the lessons for higher ed. Um, you know, I, 
I do have this tendency in me where um, I, as much as what we do is great, there's always more we can be doing. We can always push it a little more. We can have, um, you know, a greater impact. We can serve a different group of students. We can have a, a different focus. And um, I think that desire to continue to, to innovate comes from um, reading. It comes from talking to students. It comes from talking um, to colleagues at other campuses. And, you know, every new idea that, that I hear, that I see, trying to direct it to the person or to the place where we can make that a reality and kind of bring that to life. Um, but I think this pandemic has forced all of us to really focus on what our, what our true priorities are and what, what is truly mission critical. Um, because those things that are mission critical have been able to maintain during this time. Um, you know, we've been able to host um, Hip Hop Wednesday. We've been able to host virtual comedians. We've been able to host virtual trivias and escape rooms, um, online fitness classes. So we, we've done a lot of things that are core to our mission. I think where we're going to be challenged when we come out of this is how do we navigate um, and continue to innovate in an environment where we're going to have restrictions. We're going to have to um, limit the number of people um, who come to events. We're going to have to have some additional layers in uh, the student programming side that, you know, make your head spin a little bit, honestly, because it, it, it challenges the enterprise and it challenges the environment so much that um, just got to find the, the headspace to go there and think about it and to, to come up with a plan. And I think, you know, we've got a lot of creative people on our staff and got a, incredible student leaders who help come up with those plans. Um, and it's almost like you got to put pen to paper and you got to start mapping out how some of these programs will look um, when there's a new idea, how we, how we move something off the books um, or, or off our calendar to make room for something new. Um, and, you know, innovation is, is hard and innovation takes a lot of creativity. And I think sometimes people think new ideas just come, but new ideas really require a lot of time and energy and, um, you know, a lot of scratch marks on a piece of paper to make it right. And then, you know, for, you just gotta, you just gotta take some action and do it and then, you know, evaluate what worked and what didn't work. Um, but I think this pandemic is going to give us a really incredible opportunity to, to innovate um, and be creative and not be so complicated. I mean, so much of what this has taught us is you can simply, I mean, I know it wasn't simply to put this together, but you can simply connect with people. And we create, in my opinion, sometimes a really complicated process of connecting with people or making things fit. Um, and so I think, you know, innovation is, is not always adding more. It's sometimes looking to how we can simplify um, and, and make things more meaningful. Yeah. And I know, like you mentioned, I mean, even you mentioned that this wasn't simple to put together, but relatively for what it was worth, what we had this idea of maybe a week, a week and a half ago, and still then it was kind of a, just an idea into roughly a week to five days ago and then still we didn't come up with the list list until last I mean, night yesterday <laughs> it's now the night before last yeah 
Because it's now Saturday. Right. So two days, I don't even know what, I don't even know where we're at. But, and then the link didn't, we didn't officially test the link until what, an hour before. So how everything worked out and how well it's going, it was pretty simple for just, I mean, you know, last minute come together. It did, it worked out, you know, and I, and that this is where we've been talking about it throughout the podcast where Lyric and I are different. She can go off the bat and just like bring stuff together and works and I have to plan, but this, and it, it showed me how sometimes we over, overcomplicate things. Basically. Mm-hmm. I'm the number one person. I will overcomplicate a situation. Uh, or if I hear a big idea, Lyric's a visionary and I'm definitely an executor. So hear a big idea. I'm like, what about this? How are we even going to go about it? I don't even know where to start. Um, where we just overcomplicate some things. Just press press share on a Zoom, press live, and just talk for 24 hours and let people come in and out. Like, and I really thought this was like, I don't know. I have no idea, but it really goes to show. That's one lesson that I'm learning throughout this pandemic. Um, to not stress, stress over everything, it's not worth it. Because at the end of the day, a pandemic can happen, you know? And so then you stress all for nothing and then stop yeah. overcomplicating things. Because that's what I'm going to I'm glad you brought that up. Absolutely. Um, I have a question for you, Dr. Edwards. I'm not actually sure if you can answer it, but, you know, I think you can. You know, hey. Um, since you are, I think you're the first, like, we've had student affairs grad students on, but you're the first student affairs professional from USC that we've had on. Uh, I'm interested to find out um, who are some of your favorite student leaders that you've been able to work with since you've been here. And I mean, like, obviously it's been a lot, so mm-hmm. nobody get mad at her if she doesn't say Don't but Don't get mad. This is a shouting <laughs> out. I know, like, they're like, come to month. And they're not, I mean, some of them might be on the show later or have been on the show earlier. I mean, are... And I know they're not all going to come from student government because you you actually get to see everybody from student media and then like um, also like, you know, Carolina Productions and things of that nature. Um, so over your time here, like who have been some of your favorite student leaders to work with? Gosh, that that is definitely a trick question and <laughs> a difficult question because when I started in student life, um, I mentioned First Night Carolina, but also had the opportunity to run the student life intern program. So um, we've somewhat brought that back uh, the last couple years, but it was um, a group of students who represented really the department. And so I had an opportunity early on in my career to get to know lots of different different students um, in different leadership roles. And um, I hate to name drop because I, I, you know, every student um, that I have the opportunity to work with finds a a very special place um, in in my life. And I've got, you know, whether it's notes or it's um, items that students have given me over the years, my office, which I I got to go back to on Thursday just to walk in and um, just reminded of the the incredible opportunities that that I've had here and the incredible students who have have walked through um, the Russell House or my office. Um, But I do have to tell a story. um, And these two are probably some of my favorites because they were early in my career and they just um, were fun people. But um, Ryan Holt and Tommy Preston were student body president and vice president. Um, I think it was 
2005 or 2006. And this was the year that um, the federal government required that institutions of higher education um, celebrate the Constitution. And so, um, because I was the catch-all for student life, if there was a new idea or just something random, it came into my my job, Um, I got tasked with helping plan Constitution Day. And um, so Tommy and... (laughs) Tommy and Ryan were the elected student or two of the elected student body officers and they wanted to dress up and they were with Meredith Ross um, who is still in Columbia and maybe you know her Um, but they wanted to dress up so I took them to Hipwazee in five points um, to find their costumes because they felt that the way that we could fully celebrate the Constitution was to relive the, the signing of the Constitution. And, um, you know, so we bought pocket constitutions for everybody. We had a blow-up Constitution where we had students literally come by and sign and went through the, um, the whole, you know, nine yards about the constitution and why it was important and the bill of rights and did our own little civics education. But the one thing that I loved about Tommy and Ryan is they always tried to fight who would be the back seat passenger behind the driver, because that's where the president, the president sat. So I, I drove this like old um, Ford Explorer and they, when we went to hip they raced to my car to get to that seat. And I thought, why in the world are they wanting, who races to sit in the back seat? And so I got this whole lecture about, or education about why it's important. The most important person sits behind the driver, um, the back seat of the driver. And um, so that was really our, the year that I had with them as student body president and vice president, they were always up to something. Um, and they both, um, I knew at that point, and that's one of, I think, you know, from, from Tommy and Ryan to, um, Hannah, you and Izzy this year to every student in between lyric. I mean, just every student that I've had the opportunity to work with, um, you know, you all, we know early on that you all are going to do amazing things because we see the drive in you, even if it's a drive of how do you make constitution day the best it can <laughs> best it can be the first year you see in people, um, the, the growth and the development. And I think the beginning of, of who they will be as adults and, um, you know, those two are incredible people. You know, I think about Josh Dawsey who was, editor of the student newspaper when, um, in 2011, when we closed fraternity recruitment due to, um, a variety of topics that we'll probably need another hour to talk about. Um, but, but he was a challenger and he sat in my office or he sat in the West wing of the Russell house and would not leave until he had an opportunity to speak to me, to get a, to get a comment or a statement about what was going on with these, these groups. Um, and I just, I think that's the best part of our job. And I think, you know, I have friends who wonder what I do and why I do it. Um, and I, I think it's, and this might sound, um, you know, probably 
I'm sure everybody says this, but it's truly about the students and it's about watching you all grow and develop. I mean, and Lyric, you know, just your experience at South Carolina and how you have grown and the, the opportunities you have had and how you've used those opportunities to further develop who you are um, and, and your platform and your voice. And um, we just have the opportunity to watch that happen over, over three or four years. And um, it's really an incredible, incredible experience. So I'm not going to call out any other students because I don't want anybody to get, <laughs> get offended. But um, I also start following students on Facebook. I know that's kind of old school um, upon graduation, because I think Facebook is still where people grow up. Yeah. Um, and so I love seeing, you know, you kind of forget when students graduated or, um, you know, it always seems like it was just yesterday, but the years seem to fly by, but you get to see people kind of grow up through social media. And um, I think it's one of the, the great benefits of, of our new online world. I think one of the other cool things is that we were one, what we were talking to Jataka about, um, we were talking specifically um, in that context about like some of like um, the black student government lineage, but I think just like the whole student leader lineage as a whole, I think for, um, I mean, then students in general for Gamecocks is so cool. Like I was able, I remember connecting with Amanda Loveday and she, you know, was over Carolina Productions um, at one point in time. I mean, and it's just like, it's just so many different students and like, and like, I'll be 21 meeting them when they might be in their 30s or 40s. But like, it's like, oh my gosh. And you'll, and you'll realize like, you still have so much in common and you'll realize, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. The university hasn't changed as much as they may think it has. Um, and I think like, that's always so cool just to see how close, like I think that we all still can be. Um, even though so much time seems like it's passed, but it's just like we all still have so much in common. And so, and like, I think seeing how willing a lot of people are to give back um, and really participate, even in like an event like this, like so many, like most of the people we've had either work at the university or are alums. And I think the love, I mean, that people have for this place uh, and like deep attachments, like I didn't know, I found out at one point, like, there's, like, a group chat for, like, old WUSC station, uh, DJs, um, um, the all the editor-in-chiefs gather. Um, I know, like, a lot of, uh, so many of us in student government, like, um, our old, like, we have, like, years and years worth of people. Like, we still have our group chats and things of that nature. Everybody is still so close, and they, I mean, they remain that close, which has always been so cool with me. Everyone's so connected, like even Heather coming on, and of course, like we were going to talk about whatever we were talking about, but her popping in, like just simply, oh yeah, a lot of people don't know, but I was president of like the Graduate Student Association, like what? How did we, like we could have talked about that for an hour, like how was that? Um, So just going on off lyric with the, uh, how connected we are, how this came about, but even just throughout, like, like, it's hard to believe that I'm a sophomore right now, but even the people that you're mentioning, like, like, Anna, you've, you've known, like, the university for a while now, and then as well as Lyric, like, you've had four years under your belt, like, as well as you're just a native of Columbia, like, you just know this place, like, the back of your hand, and then coming in, I mean, 
I'm like 1.99 years in and um, meeting so many of the people that you're talking about. I just feel blessed, like Tommy Preston and coming in with Taylor, being a part of your campaign lyric and then seeing you um, going to New York with Lyric and then meeting with Lindsay Richardson, having a phone call or um, Yvonne Miller was just on the 1801 Live podcast before starting the podcast with Don where I met Pateka, like all of these huge names, Mayor Benjamin, like everyone. It's so, it's so, I mean, overwhelming. Like how did I get the opportunity? But I'm seeing now it's not even just me. It's just we're connected as a family, whether you're present, you were here, you're about to be here. We had a couple of students from USC 24 come on um, with their summer senior counselors. So summer senior and summer senior counselors. And then later we're going to have just a whole slot for um, USC 24. But just see how we're connected. Like they haven't even gotten here yet, but mm -hmm. we just simply DM'd them like, hey, would you want to talk to us? Oh my gosh, yes, I can't wait. And then add this person, add this person. And then I met this friend here. And we're like, okay, we're going to add as many people as we can. So that's, that's something that I I didn't know what I was getting into when I came to USC. Like, I didn't really know what my path would look like. But that's one thing that ever since coming here, I always talk about the opportunities. But that, it's priceless. We always talk about networking and connections. But it's, you cannot get it. I don't know where else you could get it. Like, we have it here. Yeah. And I, I sent, and I know I'm getting close to the end of my time, but I sent some emails to some admitted students this week, um, just reminding them what a great place it is. And in my email, I said that, you know, of course I'm biased and you would expect this to come from me, but I truly believe that um, what sets USC apart from other institutions is the student experience. Um, because I talk to my colleagues at other campuses and I just, I can't, I can't see that there's the level of engagement from those students that um, they probably, if they heard this, would disagree, um, maybe. Um, but, but that we, it's just, a, it's something that you can't quite put your finger on. Um, and honestly, that's what's kept me around USC, that, you know, there have been opportunities to go elsewhere, to have um, other experiences, or, you know, to be on other campuses. But, I mean, it's just, there's something about USC, and if, I think in undergrad, you, you all get that, and I don't know where it comes from, because I'm involved in a lot of those things, and I, it's not like we plant some seed in you, or put something, you know, some disc in you, um, but there is really something really special, and I think a lot of it is the culture, and it's, you know, what we hope to create for all students, where they, they know that they have a place where they can come, and grow and be and engage and create and advocate and all the things that a student wants to do will make it happen and we just leave it there and let you all drive it yeah, <laughs> probably cool. risky um but wrapping up i just wanted to say thank you dr edwards i'm sure we'll probably talk again before like eventually i sign off of this university um well, i'm I, I, signing off I'll never truly sign off. I, I, I'm learning. I am a USC lifer. Um, and I mean, hey, but um, I'm really thankful. I've learned a lot from you as far as, I mean, especially if you heard what Heather was saying about just learning um, about not always having to, uh, I, like, I think that like a loss doesn't mean no. Um, and it doesn't, like, one closed door doesn't, um, Sometimes it just means find another door. Um, 
um, find a different way to um, accomplish the same purpose. I mean, like we've had so many different conversations and just learning how um, even like when I'm angry, how to be a bridge builder um, and just how to continue um, to put uh, my love and my passion for the university above all. So many people ask me like, how are you doing stuff like this? Like, you know, after losing the election, after the pro how the protests went and all these things, like why do you still do things for this institution? And I think like, what, and like, why do you still have great relationships with like our leaders and like our administrators? And I think it's just because I've had such a fabulous experience, like working with the people, um, just like y'all have done so much as far as pouring into me, never telling me what to do, um, but always letting me know that, um, uh, it's not even about agreeing with me sometimes it's just about like supporting uh, me as a student and everything and all and just and through that I found like you know like the right way to do things um and just having um and just you know just prioritizing that love for this university above all and its people and always coming back um to support this institution and no matter what happens and really thankful for your leadership and your guidance and your mentorship over the past years, um, two, three years. Um, yeah, I'm really thankful. And I know like Hannah's gonna get a chance to know you much better um, over her term. And I think like, it, I, I'm really, really thankful because I, I like, I'm not, I've never, I was never exec, but um, like you really did always pour so much into me and so much knowledge, truly. So I'm really thankful. Well, thank you, Lyric, you know, so much of, what I learn is through students. And I think our, our relationship, particularly over the last almost 365 days, um, has, has really taught me a lot about what we do at the university and um, how it impacts students and, and really the student voice. And um, thank you for leaving your legacy at the University of South Carolina and for being a student who um, was never afraid and is never afraid to, to stand up for what's right um, and to, to tell us to be better um, and call that out. And um, I look forward to, this is definitely not goodbye. We can't give hugs. Um, <laughs> but I do look forward to, to watching you continue to grow. And I know you're going to be close by. And um, I just look forward to what comes next because it's going to be great. And it's going to be a different relationship with people. Um, and, and it's awesome. So I can't wait. Thank you. And thank you, Hannah. We've had a, a great ride thus far. <laughs> <laughs> it's start right now. It's just beginning. It's just beginning, but absolutely um, can't wait. Thank y'all for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, appreciate your, your dedication to, to those students that come behind you who will benefit from um, the, this money that is being raised. And I hope, hope everything is meeting your, your goals and expectations. Speaking of which, let's do an update. I don't have to tell you about the COVID relief fund because you're actually the person who told me about it. Um, <laughs> uh, we are at $1,318.01. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Really Great. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Dr. Edwards. Um, we Absolutely. We JD coming on next. Oh, wow. Yeah. Good. So the fun's about to start. Now the sun's coming up. Thumbs <laughs> up. Yeah, sun's up. Thank y'all. Hope you get some rest after this. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, y'all. See ya. Bye.
The Patchwork Feminist Podcast is part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between the student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. 